can't yeah, they're play bad. those games. I can't play those games on drums because I play the actual drum part, and that's not what's in those games. Unless you're doing like Ion Drums Super Mad Pro Mode or something, I can't do it. There are better versions of both of those games that actually are close to playing a, a an instrument. I don't do Rocksmith. It. Yeah, I have the Rocksmith, yeah. the guitar rocksmith thing for ps4 i got it thinking i would teach myself how to play more stuff but uh that didn't happen it's been happening with the quarantine though i've been trying to learn like a song a week or something i've been playing finding weird games like pc games like tony hawk underground 2 and i'm just like oh i got it working on pc right so but you know what both of those things probably have that something we watched this week didn't have was gameplay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yep. There we go. So okay, we I fixed it. So what was it? It was Wednesday, right? Was the inside Xbox Series X I live stream? So. Yep. The the all access, all gameplay with no gameplay special event. Yeah. Oh no, it was home. Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. Okay. But yeah, so it was our first look at it was supposed to be the first look at like new games coming to the Xbox Series X. I think and, the uh, theme that they were pushing was all these games are supposed to have smart delivery. Okay. Such a dumb. That's cool. Whatever. They got but it. They, they also they still something. named it gameplay. Yeah. Yes. With didn't no gameplay. They, didn't they straight up say there's going to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay in this or something? Yeah, there was there was none of that. I think mm-hmm. maybe only one of those games that were shown had gameplay. And, that was and it was the game. fucking Animu game. The garbage Bandai Namco oh, bullshit yeah. they were coming out with. Uh, I thought that the, was another Persona 5 related thing for a second. The cyberpunk uh, Diablo game also had... Uh, it looked like that was gameplay as well. Oh, yeah. I, I remember... Shit, what is that called? The, uh, the Ascent. The Ascent. There you go. Yeah. It's a futuristic Diablo game is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I originally thought that, that they were doing uh, a reboot to Shadowrun, which would have been pretty That would have been cool. That would have been yeah. interesting. I mean, that's basically uh, cyberpunk, though, almost, you know? Yeah. I'm. So I don't know if you guys have played the newer Shadowrun from, like, 2012, 2013. Is that the one that was one of the first cross-play between 360 and PC games? I... I don't know if it was because I've never played Shadowrun on 360. Okay. The Shadowrun on 360 was more of a multiplayer game, whereas yep. the new reboot was a turn based uh, tactical RPG. Oh, that sounds yeah. reason. Okay. The one I'm thinking of is from 07. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, it, um, was, it was ahead of its that, time, in that my was... opinion. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't get the love that it deserved. But I really do enjoy the the tactical RPG version, and I thought that that's what we were getting. But the ascent looks pretty good. I like the concept. This whole thing, like I didn't, none of the games stood out to me. Like I had already seen like the Assassin's Creed stuff, but in all of these games, I was just like, okay, yeah, I didn't. Uh, Fine, sure. I didn't know what was going on. I I felt like we were in like pre o six launches again where everything was just dark and drab and not <laughs> i didn't know what that prometheus alien hr geiger thing was because it oh wanted to show scorn. us a penis that yeah. was a straight up leaky penis that was is what that was 
and the statue of the the two individuals fucking that was a thing i just don't get it well the Uh, first game we saw was bright memory infinite and i'm just like that's not a good name no what does that mean (laughs) oh is it by the same people that named fucking anthem yeah like what is this so is it? I see. That I mean, it's, it's named, also on a system. Uh, bright memory and then colon infinite. So is it bright memory? Infinite. That's probably a little bit better. Yeah. I guess. But all these things, like series. all these trailers that we saw, you would see at the bottom. Every one of them had some kind of disclaimer saying like, "Oh, this is like game. It's not really gameplay, but it is a gameplay, but it's not." I'm just like, it's not gameplay. Like, don't call it fucking gameplay if it's not a ga- goddamn gameplay in it. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing wrong showing a proof of concept. Like, yeah, like, absolutely nothing wrong. You don't have to lie to people and say, oh, this is going to be the gameplay. It's like, no. The big thing, too, though, like, the overall theme I felt was these all felt like teasers almost, and then they show the title, and it's like, should I know this series? Like, I don't know, except for Assassin's Creed, which they basically said, this is Assassin's Creed before it even whatever. But all of these were like, Scorn. I'm like, do I know that? Like, Scarlet Nexus. I'm like, that's it. Just keep the generic names coming, guys. You sound like iOS it, updates. It reminds me of when I saw, when I was watching, like, the new games that were coming out to, like, launching with the PS3 that weren't Metal Gear Solid 4. I'm just like... Hmm sure yeah whole bunch of games that i'm like that's cool those are new games but they're kind of just like like ten dollar steam steam games is what they look like so i think the biggest surprise for me was dirt five because i forgot dirt four existed i didn't know that dirt three was a thing oh dirt three was only two games dirt or wait one of them i want to say actually dirt two was like the best one the like big fan favorite i feel and I think three was less rally and more actually racing or something. I, I don't know. I so thought it was, I was split second. Split second would have been great. Yeah, split, split second's second a great game. Uh, so watching the scorn trailer, it's just like, yeah, you're. I'm a very firm believer that even your concept trailer should fucking show what your game is supposed to be. Yeah, it's not supposed to just be pretty. Like I get I, it. All of these trailers were pretty. Yeah, we're beyond that, this gen, just looking pretty. The issue is, it's like, when you show off a new IP, you have to sell me it. You have to give me a reason to buy it. The the reoccurring IPs, the the sequels and the fan favorites, they they can push on without any depth because the name carries the weight. It carries the goodwill. Like, fucking, you're on this, like... Like when they did the the Halo Infinite uh, reveal, or yeah. when they re- uh, showed the fucking JPEG title card of Metroid Prime Four, you can get away with that. But for yeah. all these newer games, like I like I like the 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 motif of Scorn. I mean, I like the idea of the the ascent of Chorus. Chorus looks all right. Uh, Bright Memory Infinite, that looks like a fucking train wreck, but yeah, sure, fuck it, I'll check it out. You mean not Crisis? That's what that looked like to me. <laughs> it's like not Crisis, not Assassin's Creed, because it was weird. It went from like 
super high speed low drag gunplay and then all of a sudden you're facing off against two fucking spartans in the end i'm like is this supposed to be like some sort of time travel bullshit like guns beat I, spartans like that just ha- that's that's a that's thing. bronze age baby <laughs> that's that, yeah that shield's malleable Compared That's, to the shit that we have now, that no, that you ain't gonna I win. honestly thought the the trailer for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines two, I thought it was some kind of Joker game at first. Oh no, I called it. Um, by halfway through the trailer, I'm like, "That's Vampire the Masquerade." Holy uh, shit! Um, in a, uh, outside of the Discord, in another chat, Graham of Megavisions. After that one, he was like, "Is anybody getting Bioshock vibes from this?" I'm like. I've learned to not be excited by Bioshock vibes thanks to We Happy Few. So I'm sorry I'm being an asshole, but yeah, they can try that all they want. <laughs> Do you guys know about We Happy Few? Like about that game? Yeah, all? no, I, I, know, I have it. I know what the game is, but I don't it, it know. It had one is of the it? coolest trailers, but it is not. It's not, not a what the trailer it's is. Not, it's like an open. I get kind of open worldish thing, but like you have, it's, it's a, a lot of it's a lot of maintaining bars and stuff. It's a it's a glorified walking simulator yeah. with resource management. That's the word. It's yeah, not anything crazy. special, right? But it just looks so cool with that like drug induced happiness and stuff. But so. yeah, and the way that they were selling We Happy Few was like it was this dystopian uh, future where right. everyone was hopped up on this drug to keep them sedated from reality yeah and the entire premise of the game was like you want to find the truth you need to stop taking joy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uncover the secrets of the government um but the actual execution of the game was just so piss poor and it was sounds like a they live game just give me a good they live game i would say it was on par with dead island with the marketing before that game came out and people actually played it just oh god, I remember that. Yeah, but that. Dead Island is actually playable. Like, there's an actual game yeah. to Dead Island. But I mean, like, what was the... that last one? Uh, the last one for the presentation, or the last one? No, for... no, the last, the last Dead Island game. All I remember is Jack Black was a voice actor in it. I don't think Dead I Island. Even... Did Dead Island two ever? Oh, Dead Island Riptide. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. That trailer is like a guy jumps out of a van and like. It's supposed to be like the kooky like zombie kind of thing hmm. and it's just like I, i'm pretty if if it wasn't jack black voicing that character in the trailer it's a guy that sounds just like jack black yeah i don't know I so it could be adam guy. devine or adam divine whatever his name is oh i don't think dead island 2 is out still i could be wrong i'm not that concerned with it um you guys want to fight dinosaurs again oh second instinct uh, instinct extinction I really thought it was going to be a new Turok. I would that would have been cool. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it still looks moderately okay. I, I was hoping for a Lost Planet out of it. Like, when I first oh, wow. saw it, I'm like, oh, wow, are we... Series that'll are we doing Lost Planet back. again? Lost uh, Planet. You know, 2 was so good. Lost Planet 2 was so good, and they completely botched it. But it, a lot but of people compared three. it to uh, it was a space uh, space monster hunter, which is yeah, really cool. Yeah, I was going to say there's no reason Capcom would bring that game back in any iteration with Monster Hunter now. Oh yeah, Monster yeah, Hunters, Monster Hunters, the money maker. It's their best selling game in years. Just do. Here's the plan. All right, it's going to be Lost Planet, 
just throw bugs in there. It's DLC for Monster Hunter and get the Starship Troopers license on it. Boom. Money. I do it. <laughs> Would you like to I know love, more? I love. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> what do Did I, you guys do, watch the I sign up for that movie? movie? Uh, I've not seen the sequels. For some reason, I caught glimpses of the CG cartoon one uh, that was uh, on like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, that was real bad. That was during the Beast Wars reboot era. Uh, the sequels are garbage, too, because the second one is like a... Not an espionage, but it's like a horror... Like, it's a It reminds me of The Thing, because apparently the bugs have created this bug that can infiltrate human bodies and take them over. Uh, and you don't know who's who. So yeah, it's a rip. It's a shitty the thing is what it is. They bring Rico. It all takes place. I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they also bring in like Goliath uh, mechs and shit too, which I never saw it. I always saw the like the cover of it. First one is a good movie. Um, First one's great. I think it gets a lot of people don't understand a brainless action movie. Uh, Well, a lot of people when it came out, they're like, this is this is like propaganda, like pro fascist. I'm like, you aren't watching the movie correctly. (laughs) Like. It's actually a satire on all of that, but sure, go ahead. Should read the. I, I got away with um, uh, writing a book report on the Starship Troopers book. <laughs> wow. Um, but the the orig- so the movie is based off a book that's based off the book. Uh, gotcha. the, the original books by Robert Heinlein, who wrote Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, uh-huh. But it's uh, it's super political. It's really it's interesting. I want I we don't need to go into that now, but it, the, it's. For oh, that right. reason, that this book is on the Marine Corps reading list. Oh, is it? They actually have one of the yeah. Huh. Starship Troopers is on those. Interesting. Um, but yeah, like the the, I guess one of the premises in it is that to actually gain your citizenship, you have to serve in the armed forces. Like you're mm-hmm. not a citizen yeah. until you serve, which I thought was interesting. Right. But I mean, hey, it was good enough for me to actually read in eighth grade, and it held my attention. So whatever. Well, it's one. It's it's a society that thrives on having an enemy. Like yeah. if that society doesn't have an enemy, then its social structure deteriorates and falls apart. Right. So. Yeah. But no, box, I just huh? I, 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 I mean, that's how <laughs> bad this fucking thing was. Like we're talking about other shit. I really thought but, I thought overall, I'm just like, fuck, I really am just a cynical old man gamer because like the different chats I was in that people were talking about were like excited about stuff. I'm like, oh, this looks great. I'm like. I don't care about anything. I'm happy that Sega's in this, like the new Yakuza game is going to be part of the launch, but I just felt like I had to think for stuff. Like, what am I excited for? I'm excited for the poly mega and like remakes and, and new old consoles coming out. Like what's wrong with me? Well, the thing is it's, it's not that we're old and cynical. It's just, we've, we are, but we've seen this shit. Fool me once. We've, We've, we've seen this shit over and over again. We're just like, we, cause a lot of people that are like, Oh, I'm excited. Our, I don't know for a fact that they're probably some of the younger got people that are like, oh, this game looks great. And I'm just like, yep, it's probably going to suck. Yeah, balls. most of the people that have been hyped up for this shit are like 10 years younger than us. Yeah, like, I mean, this, is, this is my fourth or fifth generation of gaming press conferences. I used to keep track of this shit back in the PlayStation era. So, yeah, there was a lot to be excited for then. But looking at it now, I mean, I'm trying to keep a positive edge on things. But to be honest, the only thing that I'm really excited for is Yakuza. And I've already been tracking that since it was released in Japan. So it was just like, oh, now you guys can see why I love this series, Mm -hmm. which all my 
other group of friends that were seeing the trailer like what the fuck is this nonsense yeah so i yeah. just you just get jaded to a lot of the shit yeah that's what it it's, is it's and, and a lot of it is like you know now when you said playstation chris you mean ps1 okay uh but like you know ps1 to 2 that's a big jump 2 to 3 was a big jump 3 to 4 felt like more of a half step and now it's like what more can we do, especially with VR? Like, until they inject something into our eyeballs, there's got to be something big to grab us from gameplay or whatever, or innovative somehow. But, like, right now, it's just, like, this still looks almost like I'm just looking out my window. It's how realistic these games look. So show me something I care about. I think I, a lot of it is, like, they keep on throwing the big numbers of these teraflops. And it's like Chris Powell said. It's like, what the fuck is a teraflop? Why should I be excited for it? Yeah, The techie people will get it. But to the average consumer, it's just like, okay, and... Is that like, 128 what you... bits? What are we talking here? They need to dump right. it down. <laughs> so it's like they're they're looking for a reason to get the audience excited about something. Mm-hmm. And when you're getting people excited about like technical specs of the hardware as opposed to the actual games that are coming out, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and you'll see it, and I've been seeing it a lot more, and people are like, this game looks like real life. I'm like, okay, is it a good game? Yeah. Right. But it it looks just, it looks exactly like you look out the window and it looks real. Okay. I understand that. That should be an aesthetic of a good game. Right. It shouldn't be like that's not something a game should be like. Well, this game's beautiful. That means it's good, right? No, your storyline's garbage. Your mechanics in the game are shit, and your characters are something I fucking don't like. Yeah. One dimensional. People ask me, they're like, "Why do you always like?" Especially like a lot of people that they're like, "Oh, you play video games?" I'm like, "Yeah, I love video games." And they're like, "What do you play? You play like Fortnite? You play like Val? You playing Valorant when it comes out?" I'm like, "I don't care about those games." And they're like, "Oh, wh- what do you mean you don't care?" I'm like, "I play." I was like, "Have you ever played like you know?" banjo kazooie or like just older like platformers they're like what's that i'm just like okay that's i've started realizing that i am people are like you're a gamer right i'm like yeah and they're like i am a outcast in my own gamer like genre is what it is yeah welcome like it's just like i don't care like (laughs) i look i like indie games more than anything nowadays because indie games are trying innovative shit Right. They're not trying yeah, to make yeah. things look 100% realistic. They're trying for... I just saw one called uh, Wonderling or something like that. It's on the Switch where mm-hmm. you play as a minion of a, the bad guy, not an actual minion, Thank God. even though you kind of look like one. Ah. But it's an auto-runner game, which sounds like it would be terrible. But it's actually really cool mechanics and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, And that doesn't look real. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's like when, uh, when I was still working at GameStop and people were like, what are you playing right now? Are you ready for the next blah, 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 the next Gears or something? Uh, I've been uh, playing a lot of Hotline Miami on my Vita. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> welcome. I didn't play Hotline Miami, but welcome to the club of owning a Vita. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I, I was me and my buddy Sarah. We were the reasons my store had any Vita games in because we were pre-ordering them. I was trying to find... Um, I forget what I was trying to find the other day, but I was going through my Ottoman and found like four more Vita games that I forgot I physically owned. And I'm just like, what am I doing? So you guys want to see one of them? I'll show you one of them to make make us all feel like idiots because it's like, sure. not only do I own it, you can keep talking. Yeah, Chris, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say is that as gaming has become more mainstream, people have had to 
find a way to dumb down. I'm not trying to sound like the the alpha chad of fucking video games. Where it's just chad. like you're 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 marketing to the lowest common denominator. You have to make something so uh, mediocre and average, and even that's kind of sounding pretty harsh. But like so easily palatable that everybody can just jump in at the very least say i like this game and most people that play video games do so in a social community setting because all the games that, that are super uh, popular are major multiplayer games well also back in the day like a lot of the masterpieces that are have become masterpieces are because that's what those people were trying to do they weren't trying to be like we need to put this game out because we need to make some money they're like i have a vision I want my vision to become real and I want it to be good. Like I, I always go back and talk about super Mario three. Like that is a fucking masterpiece of a game. And it's because they wanted that game to be good. They didn't care. Like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta make sure to sell this many copies. Otherwise, you know, we can't hit the fiscal year. It's like, fuck that. Like the, like that game, like, of course it's back in like what? 89, 90, maybe 91. It was, like technology was much, you know, much farther back, but all those people cared so much about their game. Right. Different uh, era, man. Yeah. It came out February in North America, Mario three. So clearly they weren't trying to meet their quarter. There was some problems with the North American release. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, the SNES was right on the horizon at that time too. Yeah, oh, it had Super Mario Three had been out in Japan like almost a year mm-hmm. before it came to the states. Yeah, well, uh, Wikipedia, take it with a grain of salt, says October twenty third, eighty eight for Japan, and then February twelfth, nineteen ninety for America. That North sounds America. right. Yeah. Sheesh! Found that Vita game that I bought that uh, still sealed. You guys ready? Okay. Sure. Oh, Psychopaths? Oh. Dude, it's a fucking giant collector's edition that's still sealed. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, wait, that's four. That's four. I have it on the Vita, too, though. But regardless, like, I just found this in my ottoman. That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> uh, Problems. Man, if you could just find a copy of Burning Rangers, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Wouldn't have to find an a English copy of, of Burning Rangers yeah, that's, for that's not that's $600. That's the problem, is I need it in English, because I don't know Japanese, and it's very... What what would be easier? Guided. Learn it in ja- learn Japanese or get an English version? <laughs> English version. Well, the the amount of time and money that it takes for you to learn Japanese, like, would yeah. probably be the same fucking amount as six hundred dollars. I can't. No, I'm bad with languages. I don't know. Nope. Yeah. No, like I, I, I had multiple years of Spanish, and I could count to a hundred and ask where the bathroom is. Now that's about it. I have the Japanese, So. I have the aptitude to learn languages based off of some stupid military test that they had me take. That's how you get into like the Intel side of things. Hmm. So like when they're telling you like all these different languages, they gave you, they gave us like the opportunity to learn languages for free. And then when you find out how much those courses cost, you're just like, Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like $1,500, $2,000 courses for like, ah, there are cool good on. online that you can get Jeez. that are nowhere near that amount. That actually uh, that the, teach it just as well. Duolingo. When you have actual teachers sitting down with you, I mean, yeah, that's a class. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, it's I, I'm talking about different programs you can self learn. Oh, uh, Duolingo and shit like that can only get you so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're yeah. also talking about just reading a video game. 
So it's not like having to learn like dialects and shit. So put your phone up to the thing. Have Google yeah. Oh, Scott already tried that. We realize that's shit. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna. Thank you, TJ, for that copy of Deep Fear. But I'm never gonna be able to play that version. <laughs> Rip. Oh boy. That's it. That's all we got for that Xbox thing. Like. Yeah. So video games suck. They're dead. See you guys. Nah, they're not <laughs> dead. You just got to find the good ones in the right places. Mm-hmm. Like Yakuza, this thing looks fucking stupid as shit. I love <laughs> it. I am so glad that Yakuza has been able to flourish the way it has. It was like on the verge of completely collapsing and then somehow got a second wind and is now. Yeah, but this RPG this. shit looks fucking stupid as shit. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't on care. the verge like, of second extinction. Oh, yeah. This just look like the trailer looks hype as shit because most Yakuza trailers are hype as shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be it might be great, but that franchise is what? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dumb. It's like super dumb. Like what was that crawfish? <laughs> you have a crawfish as a summon. And then like an enti- it's like the Chocobo, like an entire fucking herd of crawfish come in and bite the shit out of the enemy it's what games should I mean, be ridiculous but good find that balance i mean i guess that's probably a lot of people probably felt the same way when they saw metal gear rising revengeance and i fucking love that game so yeah this game that game's like first off it's a far cry from like og mgs and then secondly like it's it's insanity absolute insanity but there's some ridiculous stuff in the og mgs's oh yeah mm-hmm I mean, it's 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 anime level bullshit a lot of times. Yeah. So they're just like, we're gonna yeah. do a spinoff, and I mean, fucking spinoff. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like platinum games, so yeah. And that game's great. That soundtrack's good. The play style of that game's real good too. So more more, we're not talking about xbox games the one thing i loved was in the the back of what was it damon baker's uh background he had an awesome ass uh shovel Shovel knight Knight. yeah Yeah. in the in the uh like church stained glass like (laughs) like not actually but that's what the the art style is of the print yeah and it looks really really good i saw that i was like fucking shovel knight that was awesome and then i was like whatever so do you like that one lady that like put a controller on like Looks like where a commemorative plate would go or something. They're like, you got to put something in the background. You work for Microsoft. Make it look like it, you know? Yeah. Put Xbox on your TV. <laughs> I skipped through that part. I didn't want to t- hear anyone talk. Yeah. There's a part where I get it. They're, they're working from home, but uh, there's some green, cre- green, green, green screen stuff going on, too, where they have, like, stills of like the like assassin's creed in the back. like okay i'll be honest i'm i do want to play this assassin's creed because i've said it on the last podcast i have a i have a soft spot for like viking stuff like mm-hmm. i think that's cool but chris brought it up where it's like it shouldn't even be called assassin's creed anymore it should just be called history the game yeah sort of history <laughs> or alternative or alternative history of the game yeah yeah like literally in that opening trailer, the only thing that makes it Assassin's Creed is because he uses the the wrist blade at the end of the mm-hmm. at the end of the trailer. But I'll play it. I'm not going to buy it day one. This is we've seen it before. All the Assassin's Creed, a lot of games, except for like Nintendo first party games, they'll come out 
and then like not even a month later they're going on sale for like 40 bucks right so that's probably i'll be picking up this assassin's creed i feel you on that i have to beat the other five that i haven't beaten in the united states because chris posted the wrong link link last week so (laughs) look man at least you're getting it cheaper oh right that thing yeah yeah yeah. weird should just be called bike wasn't there a game called vikings I think so, yeah. Uh, it was a Sega game. It was on PlayStation 3 or something like that? Yeah. It was a Sega game. That's what Viking, it was, yeah. Let me see. Viking something about something. It has a subtitle. I can't remember. Viking Battle for Asgard. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm tired of talking about that. So how about we go into our weeks? Let's do it. How about we? All right. <clears throat> All right, Scotty, you're the guest, so you're up. Yeah, I'm up. Here we go. Throw you to the wolves first. Whatever. I got this. Uh, Because I took notes. I I wrote down what I've been playing um, uh, just throughout the past week or however since I've been here. I'm Scott, everybody, by the way. Thanks for having me. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and good night. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Fantasy Star, the Ages version, the Sega Ages version on Switch. Going through that with my phone there with the strategy guide. Because otherwise, I don't know how anyone ever got through this game. Uh, it's it's literally grinding, finding things. I think I just found a talking cat or something recently. And um, what is his name? Meow. Yeah, it's it's Mia- pretty much meow. But it's spelled like with a Y and a U in there or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks like sounds like you're playing Sailor Moon. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, but it's more the, like uh, snark. You gotta you run around. When you have the cat with you, it looks like Pokemon Yellow, like Pikachu following you around and stuff now. But uh, that's cool. Yeah, the the helper mode that they have, the like ages mode, is is it's a lot more user friendly with grinding, and um, it has you can see a map and your like HP and MP, and it has an item and weapons guide because the game nowhere does it tell you what anything does or how effective it is or anything on anything. Um, so it's pretty cool. Because that's a master system game, so that's, oof. But I, I guess like the coolest thing is the battle system when it's first person view. I guess they took that out in later Fantasy Stars, which is kind of sad because that was like a discerning thing about it. I thought or defining. They they went for like a behind the head view, so it wasn't so much it was like always first person. Hmm. Uh, Fantasy Star two, three, and four. What they did is like it was still like the enemies would face you, but whenever an attack would be done by a certain character you see the back of their head they'll throw the boomerang or swing the sword or cast a spell so you had an idea of who was doing what especially in later entries because fancy star on uh fancy star four had five characters per party oh i think this one's only got four in it all together i think it's uh, the cat so it's the first person style like earthbound and stuff like that of RPG, yeah. I see what it is. Oh, I don't know how Earthbound does anything. I just know Mother Three. Well, I, I started RPGs like the third person, where you like are like you know Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Nine, and all that stuff. Yeah. And Earthbound was the first one where I was like, "Where are my characters?" Whenever I go into a battle, <laughs> I have no I idea. Like, what? This is like a text-based adventure. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was rough getting into. In fact, I think the first. Uh, iteration of doing like first person battle mode with something similar like that wasn't necessarily an RPG. 
in Japan, they have like these weird role playing slash fighting games where you'll have the enemy in front of you, but they'll move side to side, and yeah. then you have to like move your first person view hmm. left and right, and then like do an action, try to hit them or punch them, and some shit like that. Uh, it's those these games are awful, at least for me, because I can't get down anything, and the orientation is nauseating. Almost sounds like punch uh, out. No I mean, punch out view anyway. No punch out like it makes sense, and I mean you can see the outline of your own character. Yeah, like there was there was a Yu Yu Hakusho game before the fighting game came out on the uh, the Mega Drive, and it was just it felt like really bad rock paper scissor, and no matter what you did, you always lost because the best I rock paper Japanese. scissors. The re- best rock, paper, scissors anime game was the Gundam Wing uh, game that was on the Toonami website. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I, now that you just mentioned that, I'm going to see if I could find it. It wasn't rock, paper, scissors. It was it was gun, beam, and sword. That's what yep. it was. <laughs> yep. And it was almost like a chessboard. It would be like you and your four other Gundams. Yeah. You would move your characters and then go battle like uh, Trace and uh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That was about the only game I remember from the the Tsunami. Gundam Wing. I think it's Tsunami. I thought you were going to say the it's best rock, when, paper, uh, scissors game was Alex Kidd because you literally play rock, paper, scissors in that game. That's how the boss battles go. It's so Yeah, I think this is it right here. Yeah, this is Gundam Wing, Gundam Wing, Wing Assault. Assault. Yeah. Gundam Wing Assault. That was a PS1 game. Well, it, before that, no battle assault. A, I think is the oh, PS one game. That's a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, battle yeah. assault is that. Oh my god, I played the shit out of this game so much. <laughs> oh, weird, interesting. Well, that's something. Uh oh, it doesn't look as good as I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> it actually looks really bad. <laughs> that's what we had back in the day when I wasn't playing Star. Like back then, you could only get like a certain amount of games because you only had so much money. Right. Yep. And then, like, I was playing StarCraft, and when I wasn't playing StarCraft, I was going on websites and playing stupid games. They had I was playing this got jacked. They had one game that I used to play the shit out of. It was a, a DBZ fighting game, but it was like it was a grid based fighter. So you would move your character, and then you would do like one of the moves that are unique to that one character. Yeah, uh, and the entire goal was to fight all your your way all the way up to Frieza. That game, I remember that. That game. I remember back good. when Flash games were pretty good. Yep. And then they went to shit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Fantasy Star. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all Fantasy about that. Star. Yeah. Um, playing a couple other things though. Uh, I I decided after I realized I was buying Streets of Rage four twice that I wasn't supporting the remake I was more excited for, which is Panzer Dragoon. So I'm like, I got the classic edition on the way, but I really want to play this game now. So I just paid a, I bought the digital version, played that a little bit. I got through the campaign. It's short. Um, I more so understand people's complaints with the controls and the camera. Uh, the game is beautiful, but the targeting, it's hard to see the because it's got like three crosshairs on the screen i don't know if you guys were ever into either of those uh i assume that was a blind spot for you Corey, because sega was pretty much um 
But uh, Chris, did you do you have a Saturn? Do you ever did you ever have a Saturn or anything? Okay, I wasn't sure if you grew not up growing up. But okay. I got I got a Saturn later on. Yeah. So the first Panzer Dragoon was a launch game for the Saturn. So a lot of people either played it at a Sears or stumbled across it one way or another. But the the targeting in the remake is a little bit different and harder to see because the game is so much more um, vibrant, smoother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of messes me up. Uh, the controls don't feel as smooth as the original, but I guess they're going to be fixing those. The biggest dumbest thing is you can't change the controls mid game. You can only change them on the title screen. Um, really dumb. But uh, yeah, it's I got not... I, hmm? I was going to say I told I told the story where I was like super snooty about anything named Dragoon. And it wasn't like Legend of Dragoon when I was younger, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Fuck that game." So I might have saw, I might have saw Panzer Dragoon when I was younger, and I was just like, "Nah, I'm good." Uh huh. Maybe I have the real Dragoon game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I hate Panzer Dragoon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hate the first one. I think it's awful. The remake, I can actually get past the first level because oh, interesting. Yeah, I can't. When I played. And I'm playing like the harder difficulties for the remake. When I play the remake, I can get relatively far, and I'm not necessarily good at those kind of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like the the Sonic shoot 'em up thing in uh, Sonic Advance. Uh, Sonic oh, Adventure. Oh no, this is Star Fox yeah. 64, is what this is. Uh, don't give it that Star much Fox. credit. Don't give it that much credit. Well, Star Fox 64 Fox. did it right. <laughs> so. Right. Um, Panzer Dragoon is still a step behind. Uh no, yeah, I just don't shooter. like the Saturn version. I just I just don't. Um It's okay. Uh I I'm trying it through on hard now cuz you unlock more stuff that way. Um mm-hmm. but it's a little bit sad because everybody's loving the FF7 remake, everybody's loving Streets of Rage 4. It's not a remake, but you know, but um and the um I'm forgetting one now. Something else got a remake. Uh, uh, wonderful 101 uh, resident yeah. evil uh yeah resident evil Three. two resident evils <laughs> yeah a bunch of them but like they are good and this is not on the level of those and i was like oh it's because it's an indie company but streets of rage is an indie company and it's, i don't know streets of rage is like streets of rage 4 is in my top five beat-em-ups now that game's so good yeah um, i still need to fucking play it yeah i uh yeah i mean but yeah pan's dragoon remake i want a saga remake so bought it twice whatever um but speaking of four streets rage four i have been playing that a little bit uh making my way through it it kind of sucks single player like it's almost not fun because i want to play as cherry she's my favorite new character i just she just does no damage no i can't so i'm going going through it as floyd it's just easier um floyd's real good floyd and uh adam adam's like probably one of the best characters in the game okay um, it's because he's got the sides. Only two characters have some kind of dash or run, and it's Cherry and Adam. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, I mean, that the game's good. Real Everybody's talked about it a lot in our circles, so I, I don't really have much to say that's different. Other than I wish... I want I the kinda, physical soundtrack. Yeah, I, I kind of regret getting the PC version, though, because after a day of work, I don't want to sit at my desk anymore to play that game, unfortunately. Yep. So, um, so I'm, I haven't even beaten it once. So I'm slowly getting. Through. I backed the. Uh, I I got it from Limited Run Games. I got the Switch version, okay. and then I got it. it. It's on Game Pass, so I've been playing it on mm, Game Pass. Right, right, right. Yeah, I did the classic edition PS4. Uh, that's gonna have that fun Genesis case through Limited Run. I didn't need the oh, crazy yeah. collector's edition, 
Uh, but it's cool. Man, that. I think the collector's edition came with a physical soundtrack. I think so. Just a CD yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. They, they haven't officially released one yet, but I'll buy it. It's that I was, it's on YouTube. There's a playlist you can listen to on YouTube. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's super smooth and jazzy, which I yeah. love. So like jazzy and hip hop and all kinds mm-hmm. of different stuff. In there. A little bit of funky when you get into the sewer. Yes, very like some of these songs. Everything could have been in like toe jam and Earl or something. Very cool. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and continuing my habits of not playing anything new, even though I just said I am. Uh, <laughs> today I finished playing through Resident Evil Director's Cut Dual Shock Edition to show my favorite series to Rachel, my girlfriend. Um, I got the bad that- ending, and I'm fucking pissed <laughs> about it because I didn't even know. I was I was intrigued. Like I've mentioned this uh, before, talking about our playthrough that I like. I loaded up the New Game Plus save that I had. And items were in different spots. I've mentioned. I think I mentioned on this podcast before. Like, I love that game so much. I started to write a strategy guide for it. But like, yeah, yes. items were in different places, and I'm like, oh no, are we doing hard mode? But I had the infinite magnum, so I'm like, I'll just use that on bosses because I still want to like show you how this game is challenging because it's the item management and like ammo uh, management that makes it challenging. Um, but I died like five times on the first boss, the snake, the yawn. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So I looked it up and found out I was playing the arranged edition, which is much more difficult than even the hard mode or whatever. And, uh, um, oh, wow. And, uh, but I was like, fuck it. We're using the Magnum whole damn game. Who cares? <laughs> so, uh, but well, I got, got up to this one scene where Barry dies. And the good ending for Jill is if Barry and Chris live. And the mansion blows up and all that shit. But Barry died. And I'm like, I've never even seen this. This is kind of cool. And she like, he like hands me a picture of his family and I'm supposed to give it to him and stuff. I'm just like, this is so depressing. And then I do the, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the, with that game and the end of it, but like the tyrant has two phases. The first phase, he's just walking around the lab slowly, kill him pretty easily, avoid him pretty easily. And Rachel's like, that's it? That's the last boss? I'm like, oh, no, 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 there's another there's another portion. And so we like ride the elevator up, and it's like, all right, I got it. So what's going to happen, babe, is I'm going to fire off this flare, and then the tire bursts through the ground, and it's going to be crazy. Fired the flare, elevator lands, picks up me and Chris. We fly away, the mansion doesn't blow up. I'm like, what the fuck? That's one of the worst endings. <laughs> what's going on? And I'm like, wait, and I'm like, all right, no big deal. We'll see what the grade is. We'll see what we got our letter grade for the end, you know. Credits roll. I see the time uh, clocked in at four uh, four hours and 48 minutes. Um, number of saves was 14 because I didn't give a fuck. No grade. No, like, ending, <laughs> ending portrait with Jill or anything. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm looking. Apparently, I made two decisions that fucked me up. There's a part... After you beat the snake a second time and he bites a hole in the ground and you Barry throws a rope down and you you climb down the rope and you're like, all right, cool. And Barry drops the rope and you're like, what the fuck, Barry? He's like, sorry, Jill, I'll go get another one. And he runs away and then you can go to a door or whatever in that. So I just ran through there. Apparently, you're supposed to wait for Barry to come back with another rope and that leads you towards the best ending in the game. I don't even fucking remember that. And yeah, wow. and that leads to another <laughs> event that leads to the good ending. And I'm, I'm like, all right. So I looked up the best ending on YouTube to at least show her because it's more dramatic. If, like the mansion blows up and the tyrants yeah. there swiping at you and stuff. And um, 
but uh but i asked her how she thought you of suck it. yeah <laughs> and uh she's like well that was cooler than your ending i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and um, i was just like i can picture you... her saying that too like <laughs> yeah not she didn't mean to be mean by it either she yeah was... she's just like oh that was cooler than yours like <laughs> yeah and um but uh she's like uh she's just like uh, a couple weeks ago when we were playing it she's like you're into some stuff that doesn't really make sense for you like this is a slow paced like puzzle game but also yeah. i like like anarchy reigns and like crazy action non-stop bullshit meanwhile like you some of my favorite you movies can't do are it like, all the time yeah but it, it and she's like you're the same with like movies like your fa- some of your favorite movies like you're stranger than fiction but then also the first ninja turtles movie like it doesn't make sense i'm like i'm just well-rounded sorry um, yeah but, <laughs> but uh <laughs> But she was like, I could play through that. I'd probably have to play through it without you around, but I could play. <laughs> it's it's sometimes I have to grab the controller and it's not not fun in that in that way, shape, or form. But she can well, see why I like... like it. But it is a slow paced, not as spooky. Um, but I'm looking it's forward tough. to doing two and the other ones. Hmm? It's tough to try and uh, I'm I I feel like I'm a pretty good teacher because I mean I, before the, my current job I was still in the same company, but I was technically a teacher like i trained new employees across the company how to do specific things so as a teacher it's easy i'm fine with being a teacher but when it comes to video games i can't do it like and i feel bad my wife was playing spider-man like the uh, this was a couple before we moved into this house she was playing uh yeah the newer spider-man she's like oh she's like why can't i beat this why can't i do this and i'm just like i'm sitting there i'm just being quiet and then she's like why can't i do this and i'm like it the screen says hit square. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like there, there's a thing that Mike, uh, Mike Stoklasa from Red Letter Media said. He's like, it's like trying to teach a toddler to draw the sun. And they're just like, <laughs> it's like, it's a fucking circle. All right. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. And we... I mean, that's that's just me. That's it's, it's me. It's tough. No, for me to you, do that. you reminded me that we've also been playing. Um, You know, we got our switch. Thanks to you. And uh. Mm. And and another another friend similar to you, Corey. How like in this in this trying time of the Backstreet Boys <laughs> reunion tour, we uh, <laughs> yes, almost got him to spit out his drink. <laughs> I was like, wait, he watches Game Grumps, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> no, you mentioned it, and I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, forgot but, about that. <laughs> but an, another another friend of ours, um, she was like. I was we, we were just talking about the switch and I was like, oh, you know what I want to do is I kind of want to play through Katamari. And she's like, let me buy let me buy the switch game for you. I'm, I, I'm like, I guess she's like, it's kind of hard to find, but I think I can get it. And mm-hmm. um, so we've been playing the Katamari game on the switch. Um, but that is also a game where I'm like gritting my teeth as Rachel plays because she doesn't understand. <laughs> Have you guys both played Katamari? Like, you know, the control. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I played yeah. some Katamari. So yeah. for anyone that doesn't. Um, it's, it's, you only use the sticks, really the thumbsticks, but you like mm-hmm. press both of them up to go forward, both ba- down to go back, but to turn, to turn right, I think you hold the right stick down and the left stick up. So it's, mm-hmm. what's weird is like when I'm bored with games, I'll kind of do that on the analog sticks and in, in load screens. I'll just like flick them in different directions. Yeah. Like that twitchy. And stuff. I do it all the time with anarchy reigns during the load screens yeah, that yeah, it actually yeah. tells you what buttons you're hitting. Yeah, I've yeah. always messing with the, the joysticks. But, um, 
but she's having a little bit of trouble turning. Instead, she'll like strafe. She'll like move both sticks to the right or the left rather than turning to see things. And it just, it drives me nuts. But at the same time, she finally said like, these controls are weird though. I'm like, you know what? They are some of the weirdest in like fair enough. history. Yeah. So fair enough. It's still a fun, goofy game. Like the first time she was playing, she was apologizing to all the animals that she was rolling up because they're basically dying. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just like, no, nah, I recommend it though. Uh, the music's great in those games. Yeah, I love that that game soundtrack. Uh, last thing I'll mention though, uh, I've gone on for too long, but I do really want to bring up the game that I streamed. Um, Wednesday oh yeah, night I'm pulling this up. On 32x, the Sega 32x people, and if you uh, clip this part of the podcast or whatever, I'm holding up the, the box for Tempo. The box is mangled because it's a stupid fucking cardboard, cardboard bullshit. Box. I hate. I'm probably gonna like. I've said before, I want to collect the. I want to complete the 32x collection. I'm probably gonna get plastic cases for all of them. Um, mm. But Tempo is a platformer. Uh, made by was it Red Games I believe the the one on 32x is its own thing. There's one on Game Gear and there's also one on Saturn called Super Tempo that I want to track down in some way, shape, or form. But this game, so I just finished reading uh, the YouTuber's uh, RGT85. He wrote the complete Sega 32x guide, and uh, I was like, I'll pick that up. Why not? It's super cheap and it's a it's reviews of all the games in the library. And after reading through those, I was like, some of these sound like they're actually decent. Like, I should sit down and play these. So I thought, let's stream one. Popped in tempo, not having spent more than probably 20 minutes with it in my own time. And finished the game that night. You had one of your best streams ever. (laughs) Yeah, it really was a ton of fun. Um, The people that were watching were a couple of regulars and and even some new people here and there. But it uh, it was very much like... I also had it going through my um, my upscaler, so it looked really good. Because uh, the 32X is... I asked you guys in my five questions last week, like, what system do you think could have had potential if it had given, been given a better chance? And the 32X could have, because it, like, outputs, like, a th- like, thousands of more colors than the Genesis does and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the sprite work and whatever, just with, like, Tempo's uh, idle animations was really cool looking. Tempo's, um, yeah, his animations look real good. Yeah, so he's, like, a bug thing, I guess. Some sort of He's a funky bug. Yeah, he's a funky bug. The music is decent. Like, I, I was, I've been jamming out the soundtrack and stuff. But it's a platformer in, in the, in every sense of the word. Because you don't just go right in the game you go up down left and right and mm. um you have i had to look up the instruction manual online because i had no clue what these power-ups do or how you do certain things it's very point based as well um and you have to kind of what is it sort of breaks the game when you find your girlfriend with a certain item but you stun an enemy with one attack and you have a, a melee kick on another button and then jump is the other button um, but you're like flicking out these notes or whatever uh for your your um um oh god what's the word i can't think of your long range attack Uh. Mm -hmm. and um but when you do that it stuns an enemy if you have your girlfriend with you she flies over and just kills him one hit uh okay so yeah so once i learned that it was like i need you in this entire level but if you get hit so many times she ditches you and stuff but especially with bosses the bosses the, my only solid complaint of this game is the hitbox is bullshit. You cannot tell. It's almost like mm. those bullet hells where even though your plane is like this big, the actual range of where you can get hit is like yeah. the middle of your palm mm. instead of your whole yeah. hand. Um, 
and I learned that with the bosses the hard way because they did not make sense. But but this game has some mini games in it that are in fucking sane and make no they sense. They look very WarioWare. I, I miss the 90s where you didn't have to have anything relevant within your own game. And like the it's a cool setup too because there's three different types of mini games, but you earn coins through points and you find the mini games and it's three set up and you can you you pay for them like it, it's funny that the funnest one was the cheapest one it was like two coins for a pizza eating game that everybody yeah. called pizza time uh, and there was yeah. a surfing one where you do tricks and a kung fu type of karate thing where you do different moves and stuff but couldn't figure it out this was before guitar hero and stuff or like even DDR so the rhythm rhythm game part of it is just hit a when it says now on the screen and uh, excuse me, the okay. the pizza eating game I did not understand because you have to literally hit the button when the word now flashes up in like a word bubble thing. Uh-huh. And so, but then I had to turn up the volume on my TV because uh, I don't have, when I stream games on consoles, I don't have it going through my headset. And so I turned up the game or I turned up the TV and I'm li- listening to the music and realizing the first round, it has the now thing. You hit a button. The next round and after that does not, that the visual prompt disappears. So you have to listen to the music. So it was basically like, I'm going to make it up because I don't remember the tune, but it's like, and like you hit it on. Ah, okay. So, but each round I got into the zone and there's a clip on Twitch of this. Of <laughs> yeah. It gets insanely fast. So it starts out with like, you're for some reason it's an ant. I guess it's a married couple and the lady ant is sitting on a chair watching TV, maybe watching her shows. And the other ant is like standing at the table, looking around all shifty eyed. And then he steals, steals a slice of pizza. So I decided that the lore behind this is they just order the pizza and she wants to finish her show, but tells him not to eat any pizza before they can eat together. Because what happens when you, eat the pizza out of turn and she sees you she punches you right in the fucking face yeah like it's just like <laughs> boom like a side swipe it's great i saw and the clip it's so good but so it would go like it would start like bam ba dam ba down bam ba dam ba down a bam ba dam ba down bam ba dam ba down a but then it would get to the point where it's like bam ba dam ba down bam ba dam ba down a bam ba dam ba down bam ba dam ba down yeah and like you see the clip is me just zoned like tuned oh, yeah. in you're not even and then at the end of each one i'm just like what the fuck is happening because i well, suck like, at rhythm games <laughs> there well that's the same one of my favorite game boy advance games is the warrior wear game and there's a mode that you can unlock towards the end where it's like you just see how far you can go in all the yeah. mini games and they'll go get faster and faster and faster and i mean there are somewhere like almost like I've seen some save files of like people got up to like the two hundreds and stuff like that. Jeez, and it's, yeah. it's, re- it's one of those games where I got in trouble because I would be in the bathroom. Cause I would play my SP while I was on the toilet. Oh, like I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I would just did. and I grew up in a household with one toilet. So like I'd be in the bathroom for 30 minutes and my dad's like, what the fuck are you doing in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to get this. Like most of that. They're like, he's probably whacking off in there. On the contrary, I was doing quite the opposite. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that game is just nuts and cool. And the mini games, like as I was playing those, um, everybody's like, "This is this shit is real. This is hype as hell." And Some goofy I totally shit. accidentally stumbled upon it as well because I thought the whole time before this 
stream was there were only three levels because I couldn't even beat them, but I wasn't trying. But then you have to literally on the level select, like hit down and you go down to the mini games or up to go to the next level and stuff. Um, uh, okay. But uh, but it was good. It was really cool. It's just it's really crazy that I that I have that game. It's it's a little pricier, like sixty bucks if you want to find it complete. So I, I'm happy I found it when I did. That's but, on the low end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty two X is thirty two X is very all over the place. It, despite how small the library is in terms of price, mm-hmm. though, because you've got like sports games that even though they're technically exclusives, they're like ten bucks. But then you've had Tempo that's sixty, and like Knuckles Chaotix is like a hundred and twenty and whatever. Um, I was it, I was just looking it up, and Tempo Complete is up there. Yeah, like I was because I was thinking about getting it too, and I'm looking. And I was like, no, nah, I gotta wait until I get paid. Not yeah, do anything for that. Yeah, it's. I mean. The thing, I'm probably going to do the cop-out thing with the 32X library and look for cartridges first and then find Etsy people that do the art and do put the cases, plastic yeah. cases, yeah, and, like, manuals and stuff. Because it's just, because, again, cases, like, because, yeah. like, I, you guys know me. I take care of my stuff, and this is just a result of it, like, being packed in boxes a couple of times, and it's just those dumb yeah. cardboard things. But uh, Sometimes the preser- preservation of the older stuff is more trouble than it's worth sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. So, I would much rather have a nice, a nice like, nice plastic like if they did like what is it the Sega Saturn cases for the 32x game something like that well, where everything just looks it. nice and There's, it's all plastic and everything. Yeah. like a good dual case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, it's like uh, it's like with a lot of my uh, Game Boy games or my Game Boy Advance games where I was like I was in the Discord one time I was like, hey, I found this really good website that makes really good cases. Like you can yeah. just order cases. And all that, I was like, I'm up to 120 dollars worth. So I, I never pulled <laughs> yeah. the trigger and bought them though, but I need to because they we, just look like having all the Pokemon games together look real nice like that, mm-hmm. all lined up. We, yeah. um, I don't remember if the if if this happened when you were working there, Chris, but at GameStop at one point, because people were less likely to buy DS and Game Boy Advance games if they had the store made cases than if it was just the cartridge sitting out. So they yep. realized, oh, we have multiple generations of games these cases that no one cares about are taking up space fucking throw them away when people trade in those games but there was one regular hmm? i was gonna say and not just the ones that were the game uh at gamestop yeah no they would throw out the legit fucking case Yeah, 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 yeah yeah um but so there was there was one regular we had that he would be like He'd be in like once a week or once every other week he's like can you guys just save those cases because i found a site that uh and i found cheap um photo glossy paper and i've been printing out the artwork and stuff i'm like yeah whatever but uh, we weren't supposed to be doing that and it was me and one other person that were saving the cases because i said fuck that yeah um but yeah and but i would also outside of what he wanted i would save the pokemon cases and people would be more likely to buy those and stuff um yeah, yeah it's I just saw, an example i was like, in a, i think i uh, that's all yeah yeah i was gonna say I, i'm pretty sure i've said this story before too but I was in a GameStop and I just happened to like look at the trash can that was next to the register. And I'm just like, there's like Pokemon Heart Gold case in there. And there was like a Kirby case, like Kirby uh, Ultra, whatever the one that came out on the DS, like the really good one. I was just like, are you guys throwing these away? They're like, yeah, we're not, we don't use them. We're told yeah. to throw them away because we don't put the cases with them. I was like, can I have them? They're like, if you want to dig through the garbage, I'm like, I've dug through the garbage for worse. So. <laughs> yeah yeah i would always keep like but. of course the sega stuff but there'd be like games no one cares about and i would keep the artwork and stuff like that but uh, and not even 
not even buy the game or whatever. So, so I was like, I'll get it at yeah. some point. Well, even before all this crap that's been going on in the world, even when I would go to half price books, I would find like DS games, like the brain age games or something like yeah, that, like right. in the clearance section where they were selling them for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll buy these. They're like, why do you want, do you want that game? I'm like, I don't want the game. A dollar for that case is really nice. Yeah. Cause those cases go over, like, I have to order them online and I need some extra ones. Let me ring so. you out for your seven copies of style savvy, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I got a coupon. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Tempo is good. Um, I might start streaming some more 32x stuff because even though I have a small library, it's still stuff that like I was buying those games before I found the system and before they shot up. So I have a couple that I feel like people should see. Because do I'm you have there. Chaotix? <sighs> yes, but I don't know where. Oh, because <laughs> I know that I bought that when I was in college, and so that means that it went through multiple dorm moves. And like, oh, when I was it's, at your, at, it's at your mom's house. It's at my mom's somewhere. I know yeah. that the last time I saw it, I'm very visually oriented. I know that the last time I saw that was in my old bedroom. I got to find it. It's driving me nuts because Rachel talked hey, me out of buying just the cartridge at a nearby store when it was like 65 bucks. She's like, you already own that game. You're not buying it again. <laughs> If, but uh, I don't know where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to borrow another copy just for a stream, you let me know. I Chris we'll see. Has I everything. I don't want to. Yeah. But uh, and I, I don't want to like I feel like I had I had my second webcam like on the Tower of Power to show people like I'm streaming the yeah. real thing. I'm not doing an emulator. Mm-hmm. So or a ROM or whatever. So but no, that was just really fun. And those are my favorite games. And it's always my favorite thing especially with the marathon to just introduce games to people that they're just like, I need to fucking own this. Like that's like, yeah. like my favorite uh, and not saying this cause I'm talking to you right now, Corey, but my favorite moment of the marathon, this past Dreamcast marathon was when you were like, I need to fucking own ill bleed. How have I missed this game? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cause when you good. explained it, I was like, this game sounds fucking stupid as shit. Yeah. And then, like, because everyone, even at the marathon, like, because, like, almost everyone knew what Illbleed was. They're like, oh, God, Illbleed block. Here it comes. <laughs> Let's sit through it. And I'm watching. I'm just like kind of, I don't know. It was later in the marathon, too. And I think you were playing it. And I went and I'm just like mesmerized. I'm like, what the fuck is this game? Like, yeah. it's crazy. Right. And then so. the bat showed up and that I, that that sold it. <laughs> you not You're not Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit. Yeah, that's, that's what we much... need a rematch, bro. God damn, do we ever? That that's that's me though. I talked a lot. I always do. Sorry. I mean, that's that's how we do this podcast. So, so before I started recording, Rachel was like, "Is this the is this the four hour one?" <laughs> <laughs> it might be. We're known as the four hour podcast. Got yeah. it. We haven't even done a four hour one yet. Yeah, the, we're close. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for the five hour one. I'm still mm-hmm. waiting on it. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go ahead next. I also played some Resident Evil this week. Uh, I went back to stream. I went back to streaming pretty hardcore. Got a pretty solid schedule back down. And uh, we played, I'll go through it, Saturday, or Sunday night, we played, me and my buddy, uh, he, we played Streets of Rage 4, the <coughs> co-op. That was fun as shit. We played some of the 1v1, because there is a battle mode where you can play, fight against each other. Uh, we played some of that, and that was fun. And then finally, there was like an hour left. I was like, hey, Let's just go into arcade mode and see how far we can get. And arcade mode is you got one quarter and that's survival it. mode. Yeah. And we got farther than I, we got to like level seven or eight. And oh, I was 12. like, wow, we did that's a lot. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And we did it on hard mode. 
Oh, wow. Because I was like, oh, let's try it on hard mode. And he's like, are you sure? Because we, we played story mode in it. Normal was super easy. Like, I do recommend anyone that wants to play that co-op with a buddy to play it on hard because the regular story mode is super, super, super easy with two people. Right. But that game is, like I said, that game is in my top five. It's so good. That music's good. I apparently there's some controversy with the art style, but I absolutely love the art style. Yeah. Fuck for two reasons. <laughs> Fuck for two reasons. All right. One, it's well done. And that takes more work. Animating and drawing things takes more work than digital garbage graphics. And two, right, it fits its style somehow. Like I want an anime of that. Yeah, and I I think the only the only downside I had with it was uh, the in between uh, level cutscenes. There is no voice acting. It's just you know yeah. subtitles like comic book kind of. And I was yeah. like, eh, you kind of, you could have put some, but there just to kind of flip. But I'm like, that's the only thing I'm trying to find is wrong with it. Then it's yeah. a good game. <laughs> but realized, what was the direction oh, that they were hoping for with Street Charades Four? Like, what do you well, mean the art direction, or what do you mean? like art direction? Like, why, why are they bitching about it? What were they expecting? Were I think someone was probably bitching that it wasn't school? pixel. Yeah. Oh, it's like, fucked. I don't give a shit. That's what I mean. Like, but even if you did. It, it would have been a 50-50 shot if they did Pixel, because people would say, first of all, 1,000% guaranteed that the, the, the Gen Xers would be like, oh, this looks like every other indie game. I'm not going to play it. And I'd be like, yeah. every other indie game looks like this game. And, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be that, or it would be, we can't make it gritty reboot style, you know, so... I love this. If they would have had, if they were going to go with the pixelated, the way it would have, the only way it would have worked for me, if they did sprites would have been like sprites from like, what was the most recent King of fighters that had sprites? Was it 13, 13, the sprite, the sprite work in 13 is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And if they would have went that route, it would have been fine. But I am more, I, I love like, yeah, this looks like it could be a cartoon, like a eight, eight episode on Netflix or something like that. I mean, shit, Netflix, Everything else coming out on Netflix, so you can do that. Yeah, but that was really fun. I hadn't played video games with him since before he moved. He's my buddy that lives out in California now, and uh, it was Movie fun star, just to kind right? of chill and hang out with him. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Does <laughs> um in the arcade mode? Do you uh you only have one life? Do you? No, no, no. Um... You only have one continue. Oh, okay. Okay. You start with two lives. Okay. Do you, and you, you can gain you can gain lives too. Yeah. How do and you can gain stars just as well as like you do in the regular mm -hmm. game too. Well, okay. they don't give you stars. Your stars don't reset at the end of every level. Reset. So you can pick up the stars that have been. And then people that don't know the stars are what you use to be able to do your big supers. Right. And uh, you can pick them up. Like there'll be like if you destroy in the first level, if you destroy the car, you get one of them, or you can find them. But if you if you play story mode you on the last boss of each level you can use all your specials and then when you go into the next level i think they give you one. Oh, okay uh in the arcade mode that's it like oh, you okay. don't get them in between levels yeah and, but we and... also forgot that the threshold to gain lives is different from normal to hard so in normal i think it's like every seven thousand, every in in like incremental like you'll get a extra life at those kinds of points in hard mode the first extra life you get is at thirty thousand points Damn. Damn. Yeah. Wow. It, it was rough. <laughs> I wondered about that. And and for those that don't know, this game is challenging. It's not unfair. Mm -hmm. It's not 
It's old school beat em up. Yeah. It's not like how I felt Doom Eternal was challenging. This is actually yeah. challenging but 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 doable. And the reason I say that is like the stars, the special moves are fucking crucial in this game. Yeah. Well, because Double Dragon Neon and now Streets of Rage 4 are in my top five. And those games, while are both are also are beat em ups, they are completely different of one another. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Double Dragon Neon has like a parry, it has dodges, it has rolls, it has all this stuff. Upgrade Double Dragon Neon, that's, I think that's in, I was watching Jim Sterling's uh, like take on it, and he loves the game too, but he says that's how the old style, because you can unlock the sprites from Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, yeah. and play those characters, and the reason that they work is because the game, the new game, is exactly how that those old games were yeah, in the controls and the mechanics and everything. That's kind of a phenomenon that they were able to pull that feel off too. It's like Sonic Mania. Say, like it was amazing that it felt like yeah. old things. I mean, think if Double Dragon Neon did that and you got to unlock like, you know, the two the characters from one, but they played exactly how they did from one in Double Dragon Neon, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, it would be. That They'd would, also have to be, be like six bad. feet tall instead of little stubby dudes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But so. no, that was really fun. And then Monday night, I started streaming uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake because I had bought it. I'm pretty sure I bought it like a year ago. Like, no, I, I bought it a day few, and I haven't beat it. <laughs> I bought it a few months after it came out because I think I ended up getting it for like 20 bucks. Mm. So it was on sale at one point. But uh, I decided to boot it up. Uh, I was terrified because I don't do well with with scary games even though i do love them uh and i started leon's campaign and i in the first stream i'm pretty sure i screamed out loud about four or five times because there were just some times i was like and then the, so the it went from fear to then it went into rage where i'm just like fuck you that's bullshit like getting grabbed by a zombie or something like that but that game is super super good like I streamed it for I think three days because I beat it, it. I beat it the last night, uh, Leon's campaign, and it took me ten hours, which for that game is really really long. <laughs> so, but it was my first playthrough, and I was also the first night of playing. I was like creeping through it. Like every time I thought there was a liquor around, I was like, I don't know if they could hear my footsteps like as well as I could in my he headphones. Mm -hmm. But I did it to where when my character walked, I couldn't hear the step footsteps. And I'm like, all right, if I can't hear it, the liquors can't hear it. So <laughs> I can't see them. They can't see me. Yeah, that's uh, right. I game the liquors a little bit because uh, they're not programmed to go upstairs. So oh. if I see oh. a liquor, I'm just like, oh, beeline into the stairwell. Nice. Yeah. Little 1998. That game. <laughs> yeah. That game gets a lot easier once you learn uh, the layout of everything. Yeah. Because once I beat it as uh once I beat it as Leon, I just went through and started playing as Claire and I'm in the police station. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I, I cleared the police station, like not all the way. So I haven't gotten out of the garage yet, but I cleared, I got all the medallions and everything within like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Cause I'm like, Oh, I need to go to the library. That's up this one over here. I need to go over there. There's going to be three zombies in here. There's Mr. X by the way is fucking terrifying when you have headphones on oh, because yeah. it's like, his steps are in stereo. Yeah. They're in and, your head. Yeah. Like you could hear like, okay, he's super far away, but he is on my left. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh no, now he's in front of me and he's right behind this door. Cause his music has started. 
Uh, if his yep, music yeah. started, you're fucked. Uh huh. My question is: Is Mister X a form of the tyrant from the first game? I mean, no. he's a tyrant. He, he's a tyrant, he's but a... not from the first game. But he okay, so he is a tyrant though. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's a new virus in each one. Like in the first one, the tyrant is from the T virus, and then I think two is the G virus. Yeah, they yes. toxic because H2O was like G virus. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like a hierarchy with the viruses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's yeah. T virus, G virus. And then like I think Nemesis was very special where they were sent to track down stars members. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that game is fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that game. Like this is the one where this is a rare situation where that game is beautiful, but the mechanics and the storyline works. Yeah. Yep. And also fuck Ada. I don't like Ada. So <laughs> I, I forgot of the tie in with her because we did get to the part in the first. Well, we finished the first game. So, of course, we got to this part. But where you have to go through the lab and her name is a, is one of the scientists password for his computer. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, honey, this is one because you don't read any of the fucking files in most of these games. But like, it's like, honey, we need to pay attention I to did. this one. I read uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so did I the first time through. But. Yeah. yeah, but it's interesting. Uh, oh, it, the Claire uh, run, I'm not reading shit. So. Right, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, the Claire run is, they're all different shit too. It's not the same. Well, a lot of those ones that are like labeled, like the ones that are just like information about what's going on, I don't give a shit. Oh, about those. yeah. The ones that have like safe combinations and like, I mean, the very first thing you grab is you grab the police officer's uh, notebook and I'm like, cool. And I look at it, I'm like, they ripped the page out. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't remember what they were from the Leon playthrough. A lot of it was like remembering from the Leon playthrough. Mm -hmm. Because I wrote, like, this is the first game in a long time that I wrote shit down for. Nice. Like, I wrote down, like, when I was in the plant area, I wrote down, like, the symbols to do the herbicide or the herbicide shit and all that. So, that game is real good. Mm -hmm. That game is super, super good. Uh, I have plans for other games next week but i am going to go back to that clay run and beat it because it is a situation where you have to both be beat both paths to get the true ending mm-hmm. i so. i i would also recommend if please try it out uh the fourth survivor oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's is, the hunk yeah that's hunk he that's that's a brutal mission hmm. which by the way i didn't count all of the because there is like a like through the the videotapes you see how many hunk people there are but i never counted like how many of the bodies were there so i wonder if they're like that's a clue to be like where are all the hunk guys at uh, i think that there's like five or six of them but yeah whatever. i did get confused after i fought william burkin the first time and then mm-hmm. he showed up the second time i'm like oh mr x went crazy because i didn't <laughs> know it it didn't register and then when william burkin came up the third time third time i'm like oh He's just been showing up nonstop. Okay, yep. I get it now. You could uh, that game's you, real good. If you really wanted to figure out how many hunks there are, you could play uh, shit. One of the Resident Evil spinoffs where that's basically what it was, as you were like filling in the gaps. Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah, that gem of a fuck. What was the multiplayer one where you could pick like out of oh. twelve different kinds of survivors? Outbreak. Yeah, Outbreak. There's a couple. Is that the really shitty uh, Call of Duty clone? It's the PlayStation 2 one where it had it it had two. It was Outbreak uh, case one and like case two. And you use the you use the network adapter to play online. That's not the one I was thinking of. There's one that came out for like the PS4. 
No, where you're talking they about the one that doesn't doing, even have Resident Evil in the title, I think. It was like Siege. It, it plays like Rainbow Six Siege, but like a really bad version of it. Um, so since I'm a piece of crap, I've never actually played Outbreak uh, for real at all, like online or anything. But at Warp Zone, they had the Japanese version, and I got it solely for the box art because it looks so cool compared to... Oh, yeah, Biohead. I always thought the Japanese name for Resident Evil was much better. That's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, I like it. Because I think the cover of the one of the of one of the games is someone handing a gun to somebody out of a manhole, but there's a bunch of zombie arms around the person handing the gun off. Maybe. Yeah, that's one yeah, of the for, covers for, for one of those. For games. listeners, the I forget what um Outbreak's cover is, but the one on uh the Japanese one is just like a bunch of like blue zombie arms all reaching for something and it's really cool. It looks like the opening to Day of the Dead. So. Yeah. I like slow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's been fun. A lot of people have been stopping by and watching those. I've been I've been trying to find a lot of streamers. Like I found one streamer that she's on her way to affiliate and she was playing Resident Evil remake and she was as terrified as I was. And I was like, all right, I'm going to raid you. And I think I scared her with my raid because <laughs> she was like super scared. Nice. And I was like, I've been there. It'll get better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. Besides that, we watched Heavy Metal from mm -hmm. 1981 last night. Uh, that yep. movie doesn't hold up. Nope. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it, nope. it's not that great. No. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen it. I wanted to. I felt bad. But also, you guys do it on Fridays. Fridays are a bad night for us to like try to stay awake for stuff. I say that, and I'm pissed now because like I stayed up and we watched that. You were new, back uh, up later last night. Yeah. We watched that new um, Middle, Middle, Middle Itch and Schwartz thing. And then Rachel oh, yeah. was falling asleep, so I was like, I'm just going to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I'll fall asleep. I ended up watching the whole thing. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I could have easily stayed up to watch Heavy Metal with you guys, so I feel bad. Well, I was up to like I was up until like 2 a.m. I still have the tempo gameplay playing in the background. Sorry, I'm switching back over. Nice. Tempo. Uh, I got the bit of a dub. But awesome. I was up until like 2 last night, and Scotty tags me on Twitter about my four favorite games and i'm just like i thought you went to bed <laughs> yeah i should have uh we found out that 19 or no 1981 uh heavy metal was made in canada because huh. john candy harold ramis eugene I, levy yeah i heard harold ramis tons, voice. tons yep. of uh tons of uh canadian actors as voice john candy voices a lot of fucking people in that movie huh. a lot of titties in that movie Lots of titties, uh, lots of cool music, and it is 1981's uh, "Love, Death, and Robots" is what we found out. Oh, interesting! Because it's just it's just a, like a combination of different stories with different art styles just coming together that are loosely tied together. That's the difference between "Love, Death, and Robots." I wondered how because you compared it to Animatrix, and I'm like, well, that's all like stories during the Matrix world. So what is what heavy metal? What's the heavy? Yeah, metal there's world? a common. Heavy metal is there's this orb that's evil that's connected that's in every story. Okay. So that's how they're all connected. And the Animatrix, yeah, the Animatrix is everything takes place in the, the Matrix world, which that's on our list now, too. We found mm -hmm. out that Chris has never seen Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> yeah, what? so that's on our... We have a growing list of movies in the Discord. So yeah. if you got anybody's interested in that, join our Discord. Which, speaking of Discord, I have to shout out to H2O. Appreciate him helping me out on Friday. We've implemented like a 
a pseudo verification system to keep out bots and stuff like that. Yeah, we got to where Megavisions to where you have to you have to like put in a command that will open up the entire server to you. So that was pretty cool. I'm, I appreciate him for helping us out. And uh, trying to think of what. Oh, I I was talking about this before we started, but I finally got Tony Hawk Underground Two to work on my on my PC. Yeah. So super I, mod I, edition. Well, right. this one I'm just playing the base game is what okay. it is. It's just it's just upscaled and looks a lot better. But there was a problem because you can go download it. I mean, you can get it for free on the internet. But uh, there's a problem in that game. They've implemented a concept called focus, where if you have special bar all the way up, you can click in your right or your left stick, and it basically turns into slow mo, and it drains your special bar. Mm-hmm. So you can use it to land big tricks and all that stuff. Just like but, real life. Yeah, 100%. But whenever you clicked in that button or at the beginning of the game, where because the beginning of the game opens up and your character is spinning the wheel and you can choose like start game or you pick oh. your mode, whatever you want to do. But apparently there's some kind of graphical thing in between spinning that and also the focus mode that is broken in that PC download. To where when you do it, the game freezes for a second and then it catches up with itself. Hmm. So not that big of a problem on the title screen. But when you go to use focus, you can't see shit. So that's a problem. Yeah. Luckily, there was a patch fix and I just went and downloaded it and replaced some files. So I have not played Tony Hawk Underground 2. That is the game in the Tony Hawk series where I was like, this is it. I I have exactly the game I want out of. Oh, okay. Tony I thought Hawk. you meant like this is it. Like I'm out. <laughs> well, after that game, I was because I played American Wasteland and I was like, nope, I'm done. Like right. Tony Hawk Underground Two was a fantastic game because it had a stupid storyline. It didn't take itself seriously, and it had really tight controls and it was really fun. Uh, Tony Hawk. I remember getting Tony Hawk Underground One for Christmas. And I got it, and I was like, this game's so good, but there's just something missing. And then I got Tony Hawk Underground 2, and I was like, this is it. This Bam is the Margera. best Tony Hawk that's game. That's what it needed. That's that's what it was. <laughs> Bam Margera with Frank Sinatra playing in the background. So, <laughs> But I, I am excited to play through that. I don't know if I'll be able to play through it in one night, uh, but that game's really fun. I never played multiplayer. Uh, there is a thing that you can download. It's called Thug Pro. Okay, it's that's like what I'm some it's some kind of like mod that uses the Tony Hawk Underground engine as the foundation. And it's an open world MMO Tony Hawk game. Yeah, where you can just like play with other people and do tricks. And, and there's like glitches out the ass because there's glitches in Tony Hawk Underground, too. It's I didn't go that far. I was like, I don't want to do all that. I just want to play Tony Hawk Underground, too. So, yeah. So that's pretty on dope. my list. Do what? So that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've played. I've been working a lot this week, but I've been staying with the stream. Oh, we played Anarchy, Anarchy. Anarchy Reigns. And uh, as always, Death Ball is the best mode in that entire game. <laughs> Scrub versus Undefeated in Death Ball is all I have to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, We're so was, good, our CPU scored. <laughs> just because just I wasn't there. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was. But yeah, no, you could have g- totally made the score from ten to three to ten to four. I believe in you. 
I couldn't I couldn't believe we picked we picked Douglas as one of our uh yeah as CPUs one of our defender. CPUs. He scored twice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking champ. He was great. So I gotta try uh, to play that game outside of uh outside of the streams because I I hopped in real quick. I wasn't able to be free the whole night Thursday and I and I realize now like it takes like two or three matches before you remember how to dodge, how to parry and all this shit. And I just Chris was like, how do you dodge? That. And I was like, I'm not telling you. Yeah, I just forgot about all that shit. And I was like, I was I was legitimately not having fun for one match because it was the combination of the carpet bombing that I spawned into and just could not get out of. So I was just being juggled think... by fucking carpet bombing. Oh, I H2O went on full fucking tilt. Oh, really? In one oh, of the matches. It. Yeah, it was it was bad yeah uh we i gotta figure out i'm pretty sure you can turn those off for matches so we might need to start turning those off yeah yeah please do but i realize i need to play it outside because it takes two or three matches before i remember the controls and whatever and i don't have all the characters and all that stuff so you You should do a playthrough of both the sides just to get all the characters besides gargoyle (laughs) nobody wants to watch me play that game nobody no yeah that's why you play with off anything even Rachel doesn't want to watch you play that game. No, so. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Just play it when you're alone. That's what needs to happen. You should have been playing it today instead of Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 1. Hey, I got a culture some somehow. All right. Uh, and then I've been testing like some some different setups on my stream setups to where I'm lazy and I'm tired of sitting in this computer chair. So now I have it set up to where I can sit on my couch comfortably and sit in front of my TV and also have everything streamed, so that's going to be nice. And uh, I got—I forgot that I scanned all of Chris's games into my Retro Freak when I came up there that one time. Because like I was like, I want to play these. Because uh, I'm going to play the three Mario Land games for Game Boy on stream. So I went and hooked up, or I turned on my Retro Freak, and I'm like, oh, my library's huge on this thing. It's so, huge. Yeah, I forgot there's Chrono Trigger on there. Like, there's so many fucking games on there. So, lots of streams incoming on that. Mario Land's the one with the bunny hat, right? Yes. Mario Land 2 is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario Land 1 is basically a very weird just Mario 1 game. Because that's exactly what it looks like. Mario Land 2 is... The first level looks that way. The the next levels to come after that don't look like that at all. Uh, Mario's in a submarine at one point, if that tells you anything. So... (laughs) Uh, Mario Land 2 is a really fun one. And then Mario Land 3 is where you play as Wario. Yep. Oh, okay. Those are, I picked all of those up at uh, MAGFest for like... I picked up those three and then a Japanese... They were all Japanese. And then I picked up a Japanese copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 for like 30 bucks. So I was like, I guess I should finally play these. Mm-hmm. But I forgot how many games are on there. So we got a lot of... I was going to play Su- uh, Mario 64... But I forgot that that 35th anniversary thing is coming out soon for Mario. Is that mm-hmm. a thing? Yeah, I looked it up. Apparently, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy are confirmed to have some remastered or remakes, along with uh, the 3D World game. is going to have a deluxe version that has extra levels and like extra shit extra in it. Extra levels? Like... That had like three games in it. <laughs> I completely beat that game as Toad, except for the last level. The last level is fucking hard mode if you play as Toad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you play that last level as uh, Peach, it's easy because you got the gliding thing. Yeah, Toad falls like a br- like a fucking bag of bricks, man. Like he's just yeah. like, Boof! 
so it's rough. Boy's fucking I, dense. He is. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to wait until that collection comes out because, yeah, I like Mario, but to have all those games on like some kind of HD up thing, especially Sunshine and Galaxy and like all of those, like I don't have to bust out my Wii U and stuff like that. I just play it on the Switch. Yeah. I do. Oh, I'm going to fucking, fucking Sunshine, dude. Yeah, what the fuck? I am so excited for that shit. Sunshine's oh. fun, except the final battle is goofy as shit. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's, it's Bowser in a bathtub. Yeah, and the way that, that you, you fight today. him is just a little fucking. Oh yeah, I gotta awkward. say that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I my back I hurt my back this week from vacuuming because I'm fat and old and I don't work out anymore, and I need to get start working out again. And then so today I woke up, I had a fucking really bad headache. And I was like, my back hurts. And I was like, I'm going to, we have that huge tub that I had never used since we moved in. So I was like, I'm going to get in this tub with some Epsom salt. And then I forgot that my mom had put a, got a Mario bath bomb for me for Christmas. Classic. Mom. And it's like, yeah, stocking stuffer, whatever. <laughs> and it was a orange bath bomb, but it had like a red core in the middle. And it was like mango scented and all that stuff. Sure I put it in the water. Stopper? It's what it looked like. I was like, this looks pretty good. But I put it in the tub, and as you saw on my Twitter, it turned my tub water into sewage pee-pee water. And Ugh. I laid in there, and, and my wife goes, well, what do you think? And I was just like, bats fucking suck. And I got out, and I went and showered. <laughs> but that was my week. <laughs> I really didn't need to see your legs. Yeah, nobody did. I mean, the first picture I had had more, and I was like, I need to retake this. So, <laughs> Wow. You selling that bath water, dude? Oh, that that bath water, thirty five. There was a lot a in there too. So, <laughs> yeah, I could have made a lot of money. For those that can't see, Chris just convulsed. Yeah, he um, he shivered real bad. Yeah, I didn't know that Mario collection was a thing. I ho- I really liked playing three D Land. I hope that somehow it has online play because I think that could be a lot of fun. That would be super fun. Uh, that would be really, really fun to play that online. Mm-hmm. The cat oh, yeah. suit was such a good. I like really good power ups in games in Mario games that, like, let's be. I don't remember any of the power ups from Galaxy, but like, Bumblebee. you remember the the cloud, the bumblebee. That's all. I remember what they look like, but I don't remember. Like, they're not like the cape. No, they're not like the Tanuki suit or not the Tanuki suit, but the leaf from three. Yeah, they're not like uh the the metal mario from n64 all that stuff but the cat suit i feel like is one of those power-ups that i'm like okay this i i want to have this power up all the time mm-hmm. yeah galaxy you know, is it's, really good i remember that that was a game similar to like katamari domacy where i i sat down and kind of just accidentally played the whole thing you know at first i got really like like not motion sickness but i did get a little disoriented mm-hmm. with the how you're like it's it's like super 3d because you're like going around like worlds and stuff like that and then you shoot to another world and all that yeah. so it was a little off-putting to me at first i'm sorry at first mm-hmm. but that game's really good that's all i got cool I have a whole lot going on um work-wise we're still under audit we got another week and a half of it so it is what it is other than that, I've begun work on the Anarchy Reigns video. That's going to eat between that and this review that I'm doing, which I don't know if I can talk about yet. 
um, I got passed down a game from Powell. So it's an old school styled first person shooter in the same vein as Duke Nukem. Um, Nuke again, Dukem. yep. Nuke Can't really talk much about that. So Anarchy Reigns video. We got this, the lines done. We got the lines done. I'm in the middle of splicing everything together and just we got to do our comedy skits too. Yes, I need your I need your videos for that. I got to do those this week. So yeah, I have literally almost nothing to fucking talk about. <laughs> I'm glad we had Scotty on tonight. Then <laughs> yeah, because it work and hobby. You playing work. any more Uno? No, I haven't been playing any Uno. Like, literally, everything has either been, like, work work or hobby work. And my hobby work, I either was just like, hey, I'm working on this video or this thing that I can't fucking talk about yet. So yeah. I have to wait for the embargo to go down. Welcome to being in the biz. Yep. So, so I'm into, busy. I was looking into 3DS capture cards, and then I stopped because I found out the prices of them. Yeah, don't do that. I um, told you, dude. Fucking the hard. Send, send me yours. <laughs> just uh, buy me. Don't break Rangers it. If you're gonna look into that crap. Well, no, because I want to stream. Because I want to play Linked Between Worlds, and because that game's really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's gonna be weird to say this about a Zelda game, but I do feel like it's like not underrated. But I feel like it's not as loved as it should be. Yeah, because it's a great game. Like people are like, it's just linked to the past. I'm like, yeah, but that wall blending mechanic is so good. Here's my thing about a link between worlds, and it, I'm not saying that it's a bad game. It's not. It's great. It's a really good Zelda game for someone who's never been introduced to the series. Why? Because they make it very, very simple and easy for you to get the items. Oh, you you need this hook shot? You could go go rent it. Go go rent the hook shot. Go rent the the That's fucking. That's true, but being able to do that also makes the game not linear. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying that it's not. A no, bad I get what you're thing. saying. Yeah, it's just like it's kind of like the same effect that Breath of the Wild has, except on a more skilled down effect. Where Breath of the Wild, they just gave you everything and they said, "Go fucking frolic." I mean, you uh, can go fight Ganon in the beginning of Breath of the Wild. You're going to get fucked, but you can go fight him right away almost. I don't know. I've I've seen people do it. I've seen people do it just The right three people the that are on this podcast would not be able to do it. Uh, I've never attempted. I'm about to say, you're not going to be able to do it with just three hearts. Uh, I'll bet. Bet. You get one try. Oh no! Fuck you! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. you you agreed to this before you found out the the terms and conditions. Terms of no, conditions. I didn't yeah, sign so my name. Fuck you! I didn't sign my name. You click the checkbox that I am not a robot. <laughs> what? Uh, what no, do you that's... have Uno on? Uh, PC. Darn it! It's I mean, on what sale do you have on, on PS4? It's eight ninety nine instead of fourteen ninety nine. And I mean, he'll uh, buy it. Uh, just yeah, <laughs> he just bought it. I had that Monopoly game too. I, I might start. No one that wants to play that. Uh, so I want to stay friends. Oh, Nobody wants to play that. No, the Monopoly have, game. Yeah, Mrs. Monopoly. The Monopoly game on the consoles is no. I don't have Miss Monopoly, <laughs> which that fucking commercial, Jesus Christ. But no, the Monopoly game on the consoles and the PC is super easy because I don't have to set shit up. Mm, right, right. You right. just roll and then buy shit, and that's it. Like I don't have to do anything. That's why that Monopoly game is passable.
I always like playing Uno on the 360. It was just a brainless, like, I'm not playing Castle Crashers. I'm going to play this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're not playing yeah. Crash, Castle Crashers, so we have to find something else. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My, the only thing I really like about this new Uno really is just, like, the 2v2. Because the degeneracy. The giant? <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially. It's it, You're essentially just playing spades, but in Uno. And no one knows how to play spades around here, so I learned. Oh, well, I learned in sixth grade how to play spades, and I learned in fourth grade how to play spoons. I don't know what spoons is. Holy so crap. spoons is. Let's say we were all three playing spoons, and uh, there. So if there's three people, there's. It's always however many players there are. There's that many spoons minus one. Okay, so three of us, two spoons. Yeah, so the goal is you're just you shuffle the deck. I think I don't know. I'd have to look it up. You have you start with a certain amount of cards, and uh, your goal is to get a full suit of like all fours, all jacks, all whatever. And so you're, yeah, you're constantly passing a card one at a time. You're passing cards to however, and then when you get your four four, you grab a spoon, and whoever didn't grab the spoon is fucking out. It's like musical chairs, was, but yeah. with cards, kind of. So pretty much whoever gets their set of four, they grab the spoon, and then everyone else has to grab a spoon. Whoever's left True, over. but when I was younger, my cousin, I was very expressive and like didn't have a poker face. So he looked at me, saw that I was getting everything going, grabbed the spoon, and he won. Even though he didn't have the four. And I was like, fuck you! <laughs> that reminds me of like my first time playing Texas Hold'em. Uh, we were actually at like some fucking church youth group bullshit, and one of the people brought the the chip set. So there's like nine of us at this table. One person has already dropped out, and I had already known how to play poker, but I've never really played Texas Hold'em. I never played in like not a professional setting, but in like a legit like you're trying to win money type deal. Yeah. And you were the I... best player at FNM, is what you were. <laughs> Was that? You were the best player at FNM, but when you went to a big tournament. Yeah, sure. I mean, I still came in second, but that's not the point. Uh, I got a fucking flush on the on the river. And I'm like, hell yeah. And then the, everyone's just like, fucking fold. Fucking <laughs> <fold> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sad boys. I've also I, been I watching, I, I went back and started watching uh, whenever I'm like cooking in the kitchen or something because we have a TV in the dining room. Uh, I'll just watch that 70s show and I forgot how fucking good that show is. <laughs> that show is so, so good. Like Hallie's been watching it because she's only watched a little bit of it. But man, Eric and Kelso just make that show. And the minute one of them left is when the show started going downhill. <laughs> But luckily, we're in like season three, so we're in the good seasons right now. How long does that semi show go for? Like eight seasons. God damn. And I think the last. Kelso leaves pretty bad. early. I think he leaves in the sixth season, and then Eric leaves in the last season because they replace it with like this blonde guy, blonde haired guy. And I'm just like, this isn't working. I stopped watching. I think I stopped watching before Kelso left. Um,. Because he has the baby and then goes to the police academy and all that shit. I definitely don't remember anything having to do with Eric leaving for Africa. Because that was a thing. 
Yeah. And I'm he like, well, this is college dumb. paid for. Yeah. Hmm. It was, you don't, some of the physical gags in that are just fucking great, especially in the yeah. very beginning. Uh, but no, it's really one of those shows. It's like that, that and Scrubs are the two. And I, I don't think, I don't know if Scrubs is on Netflix anymore. I think they might've actually taken it off. They took it off. I think, but, I think it's on I Hulu. Think it's Hulu. on Okay, yeah, Hulu. It was either on Hulu or Prime. I was going to say Prime. Well, for a yeah. long time, it was Scrubs, That 70s Show, and Futurama were like yeah. the three shows that never went off of Netflix. And then Futurama left and went to Hulu. Mm-hmm. And Scrubs left and went to Hulu. And now That 70s that Show has been on there fucking, I think, from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So We've been it's real good. Netflix recently, and we have not watched it for probably years but it really sucks now that when you scroll over to something immediately, it starts playing. I fucking hate that, <laughs> but no, we, yeah. have, uh, <clears throat> we finished up new girl. We started watching the good place. The good place oh, yeah. is in a shitty thing where we are on the last season. The first three seasons are on Netflix season four. The last season is not anywhere that we went to Hulu. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've seen it on Hulu. It's on there. That starts at like episode five, the first four episodes of the season were on NBC site or something. Now they're just not. Now they're just nowhere online. That so, sounds some like some stupid legal really tie up really shit. Cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We've been watching stuff here and there. Uh, I was shocked because apparently the Uno Ultimate Edition I have is Uno, Uno Flip, Uno Winter, Uno Just Dance, and Uno Rayman. What? Oh, that <laughs> Uno Rayman is the shit that I love playing. Is that? I thought this that was just so like good. Deck art. It's not. Uh... No, it's rule set. Oh. It's different rules set. Weird. What so, I I talked about it last week. The Ray, the Rayman set has like, uh, random chance gag bullshit, hmm. and also defensive cards. So like, there'll be a card you play. There's two rounds of random draw physics. So you play the card. Two people on that on the on the board are going to get fucked, hmm. and then the next round everyone get, gets fucked over. There's another card where it's like the next person that draws not only draws that card, but has to draw three additional cards. So if you get hit with the draw four, you're drawing seven. Oh, um, that sounds like Uno and Mario Party put together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dumb. It's really dumb, but it's great. That's cool. How many players is it up to? Four. Okay. It doesn't online? say... Like, yeah, online. On... The, PS, the PlayStation Store is just never going to fully be user-friendly because it doesn't say anywhere how many players a game is no uh, they tell you that when you buy it yeah <laughs> i i still don't like just console storefronts i the yeah. switch console uh or the the e-shop i should say God. uh the e-shop is probably the only storefront nah. i actually like the wii the wii uh storefront was great okay wii no the wii music storefront was good no but... the wii like are you well, the Wii music that that music's great. The yeah. storefront itself was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was all right. So I didn't know that WiiWare was a fucking thing. Uh, oh, okay. Like, like, <laughs> didn't know about type. any of like the new indie games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look on my fucking Wii U. Everything is like retro consoles. So oh, there's yeah. like these games that you guys talk about. I have no idea anything about them. Like I missed out on the Castlevania Rondo of Blood sucks the Wii was how I learned that the TurboGrafx-16 was a system okay (laughs) crazy I just 
America. Oh no! What did you so. say? You glitched out for a second for me. Something about. Oh, uh, I mean, I just found out the Wii. The Wii Virtual Console was just how I found out a bunch of games that never came to America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was prime college. We don't care about school time, so we were buying. Oh, yeah, I re- I was in my first year of college when the Wii. Like, I remember one of my friends' roommates. She had a Wii, and we played Wii bowling all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we. Uh... We discovered um, Dungeon Explorer, which is a five-player gauntlet, basically, and played the shit out of that, like Splatterhouse. Um, yep. I forget the other. Mystical Ninja was on there, you know. Oh, God, Mystical Ninja. So. Cool. All right, fellas. Yeah, you know what's great, though? News. Oh, God. Mouse, what are you doing, computer? That, that's right. We are going into the news, because we, we kind of, I guess we all have our own story that we picked this week. Should we do a break or anything? We've been—I only mentioned because we've been talking a while. Yeah, yeah I could do a break. I could do a pee and go get some more water if that's yeah, cool. Yeah, we got water. Word. Just kidding about the news. We'll be right back. There's a someone selling a pickup truck right around the corner from us for two grand. And That's, we're looking at it. What kind? Shelby Chevy Silverado with an extended uh, bed. What year? How, how many miles? We're trying to we're trying to figure it out. It's a uh, digital, so you can't look on through the window to see how many miles it is. Mm. And uh, I called the guy and I left a voicemail and I sent him a message, a uh, text message, but I haven't gotten anything back yet. But I mean, shit, I'll try to get it for eighteen hundred. It looks it looks older, mm-hmm. but so some. I mean, it's just a truck that we'd use around town, like to go get lumber and shit like that. It's not like we'd be driving far with it or anything. Extended cab Silverado, and if it's under two hundred thousand miles, it's not extended grand, cab. It's extended bed. It's only well, two, it's only two door extended yeah. bed. Yeah, uh, for two grand, that's a steal. Yeah, that's real good. So I'd like to drive it, and because I'm like, even if the air conditioning doesn't work, who cares? Like you just mm-hmm. roll the windows down because I'm going to pick up wood or move shit. Right so for two grand, I try to get them like I tried to get it for like eighteen hundred or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, why? Why would you try to haggle? I'm like, because the art of the haggle is not dead. Damn it. <laughs> we can't hear you, Scotty. That's it. Oh, damn it. What there year is it? We don't know the year because uh, we just could only look on the outside. It looks like it could be early 2000s, maybe a little bit early 2000, maybe like 2007, 2008 or something like that. Sheesh, somewhere around there for two grand. Yeah. I mean, trucks hold their value pretty well. So yep. mm-hmm. I just need something to haul lumber. That's all I need. <laughs> Can't haul lumber in an, in an Equinox or a, an Avenger. So, yeah. And the so, insurance would probably be got, like low as shit on it. Yeah, we're going to start looking for car number two probably after uh, things calm down. It's, uh, is yours paid off? 
Yeah, mine's been paid off, but it's um, I had to have some not work done on it, but like, you know, good thing tax and, return yeah. happened because I needed a lot of things done with it recently. Um, yeah, but it's it it just hit its seven year. And it's just the fact that, sorry, between gigs and conventions, it's got a lot of miles on it. So we mm-hmm. should probably start looking at something else. So yeah, it just be easier. I mean, even though we don't do that much outside of uh, individually anyway, it'd just be nice if Rachel had her own vehicle. Yeah, I mean, on the the truck, uh, the painting's not the great. I mean, it's a white truck, but there's some painting like gone on a, a couple areas of it. It's got some dings and stuff like that, but I mean a work truck who cares so right yeah yeah we always so. i've always had an suv or a hatchback so that's probably what we're still going to stick with too is it's just nice to have this space it is it definitely is i remember i had a honda crv that i loved mm-hmm. and then uh no it was a honda odyssey van oh. i fucking loved it i loved it was a 2000 honda navy blue honda odyssey yeah with like the guy the guy i bought it from was my best friend's dad and he had put like 15 inch subwoofers in the back and like installed these speakers that like that van was fucking it could it had some volume on it man oh shit here comes the coolest dad in town dude man he sold it to me for a thousand bucks and i drove it for a couple for like a couple years and then i tried to drive like it was flooding at one point and i was like oh i could drive through that water um i can I had to call a tow truck to get it out of the water. Like water yeah. was rushing in. I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> yeah, I do. I took that car apart. I got all the water out, dried everything out, cleaned it out, flushed the transmission and the oil out, and I drove it for another six months before it died. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. That's when I learned what synthetic uh, transmission fluid was, and that Hondas have to take Honda brand synthetic transmission fluid because regular Seriously. transmission fluid is it's something's weird with the viscosity of it and yeah. it doesn't let the transmission catch how it's supposed to. So That's I had to dumb. order like a $50 case from Honda and yeah. like flush it out. So, That's and dumb. then I sold it for 500 bucks for parts, whatever. So That's I had a good run out of that, out of that van. It's <laughs> actually about how much I got for my Ford Explorer, which was a piece of shit. Uh, if you look it up, the O3 Explorers are the worst model. Um, did but, your engine ever blow up? No. Dude, we put more money into that fixing it than it cost to initially get it. But uh my buddy had one and the engine blew up three times, so he called it the exploder. Yeah, so. we still, we called it the exploder still. Um but the um my my brother's a car guy, so he went with me to get the Scion and uh when we were like blah 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 and yeah we're gonna trade the explorer out in the lot towards this and they're like okay and they go you know they go out and look at it and whatever and come back and tell you whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like okay you can get this much and both you could like between my brother and me we could feel each other being like are you fucking serious you're actually gonna give us money for that thing (laughs) and like and and then like we go back out after the deal's done and everything we're sitting in the car and oh because the guy was saying how much he's like yeah we give you 500 more but it needs new tires we go and then we're done with our day we go back out into the car and uh, my brother's like 500 more dollars i'm like yeah that's how much the tires would have cost so i'm not fucking doing that (laughs) (laughs) it was like you can take anything it was it was honestly at the point with that with the explorer that like i wouldn't care if they gave me 20 bucks for it i just never want to look at this thing again you know Mm -hmm. i've been there i've been there yeah 
All right, we ready to get back into it? Yeah. yeah let's do it. What do we... Oh, shit. Oh, no, never mind. We're okay. starting with the I Mario didn't... story. Oh, okay. I thought I didn't have the doc for a second, but I got it here, so... <clears throat> I found something that was interesting, and now more interesting, because you guys brought it to my attention that, that 35th collection, 35th anniversary collection is actually happening. Um, mm-hmm. Nintendo leaks and shit. But recently, Nintendo slammed the Super Mario 64 port and it's you can't you can't find it maybe online now but apparently what happened was uh you know as nintendo's done in the past they take down sites you know you can't really find roms or emulators and not emulators but emulated games on sites like yeah. that anymore uh and not just emu paradise games. cool roms a lot of those places got purged yeah not and not just like nintendo games you can't find you just you can't find some more so the licensed stuff uh, mm-hmm. Like like from like Disney and and like you can still find like Buck Bumble and shit like that. So. Oh, thank God! Yeah, but um, so, <laughs> I'm streaming that. So the but the recently where there was a Mario 64 port, not an emulation. Uh, some fans built the game from the ground up to run on PCs, um, powered by DirectX 12, uh, which actually makes it possible to add different shading and like effect like lighting effects and things yeah. like that different textures to make the game not make the game look realistic but give it um i guess depth would be a word i don't really know how yeah to, it's probably in the same vein as all those high uh high fidelity textures that you've been seeing in minecraft in lately hmm. or even like the uh the ocarina of time uh remade in the unreal engine and shit oh, like yeah, that yeah. Yeah, we're not saying like Mario looks like uh, Don uh, Bob Hoskins or anything now, but um, he. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, it just looks good. There's a video out there you can find of like the comparisons, but uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo straight up found them, and uh, they are now targeting sites hosting it, the compiled version of the port, video showing actual gameplay, all that crap. They're taking it down. Um, one of the quoted complaints here filed with Google said, quote, the copyrighted work is Nintendo's Super Mario 64 video game, including the audiovisual work, software, and fictional character depictions covered by U.S. copyright regular number PA redacted. The reported file contains an unauthorized derivative work based on Nintendo's copyrighted look. You can still find it online, though. If you look hard enough, you can still find it. But um, it's crazy to me that, like, they're not making money off of this. Nobody's selling the port that I know of. I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there is trying to. It's uh, the 35th anniversary is what I'm going to chalk it up to. Well, first of all, we can agree that Nintendo has always cracked down on this shit. Hardcore. Not as much as like they didn't really during the Wii times, which was funny because that was when like Mario. There's a lot of shovelware on that system, too. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like you could buy the Mario games on there, but you could just as easily find them and put them on your nesticle or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, because there was a lot of ROM sites that like specifically MU Paradise that said we will not carry Nintendo brand stuff, period. If it's published by Nintendo, we don't carry it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool ROMs did the same thing ever since Nintendo has gone out and re-released. Because the thing is, is that you can still buy Super Mario 64 from a Nintendo storefront. Yeah. It's the Wii U, but you can still buy it off of there. Right. So they do have the legal, like they always had the legal backing because it's their copyright. But there was always this thing where it's like fans will turn around and say, well, if you 
if you're going to take down the ROM, give me the opportunity to buy the game off of you. Yeah. And this is kind of like one of the situations where it's like, well, technically, yeah, you can. You just have to play it on the Wii U. Yeah. The argument here is there'd be like, oh, I can't buy it on the PC. Yeah. How many fucking Nintendo games can you buy on the PC? None. None. It. Well, now that's not true either. I mean, it's technically like uh, Damon X Machina and shit like that. But still, no, like one, one, maybe two. No, it's the the thing is, it's like. But I feel like the 35th anniversary is going to be playing into this, too, because they're going to be like, that's coming out. And they don't. Yeah, but they're not going to do because people would be like, I could just get the port. Why do I need the 35th anniversary to play Super Mario 64? You know that the fans put more effort into this than Nintendo is into whatever they're going into that collection, though. Probably more than likely. Um, I just I think it's uh, it's lame because nobody's making money off this and it is all just fans showing their love for the game and making it arguably better. Uh, visually anyway um but and... my, my understanding not my understanding but my take on it too is like chris said this game is still available easily it's still easily available to get it's not like burning rangers or something like that that's not easily obtainable and uh i mean at the end of the day it is it's nintendo's property yeah like that's their property I didn't know uh, adding this to the docket. I didn't know you could still get 64 on the Wii U. So there goes half my argument. But uh, ah. <laughs> um, but it just made me think of like straight up Sage exists, which is the Sonic Amateur Games Expo. And you don't see Sega taking down the games that people make that are clearly using straight up fucking Sonic 3 sprites and stuff. They just let yeah. fans I go to town. I think there's two reasons for that. Uh, one is obviously the the cultural impact that the Sonic games have had mm -hmm. and Sega's inability to fight it back against it because back in the day, they used to try to take down those shitty little Flash Sonic games. Oh, yeah. um, and now it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's, let's run with this. Um, two, uh, there's not really anything that Sega can do because too much time has passed. Um... So there is a clause, and it's the reason why Nintendo and Blizzard are so um, aggressive with their copyrights, is if you allow a game, or if you allow people to make games off of your IP, um, you lose some of the rights to your own IP. They, like, once you, you start allowing other people or not doing anything about other people making these fan games... Uh, then you lose the ability to turn around and say, hey, no, you're infringing on our copyright um, because there's all these other cases where you've let it happen, it's legal, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. It's kind of like the big reason why uh, Sega won't do anything about the, the, the Sonic fan games because they probably legally can't do anything about it. Sonic was one of the easiest games to make fan games of during that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the fan Sega games just... are the reason we have Mania. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that 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 goes into a whole other uh, side to the fan game culture thing. Like, I also don't. Sega think... just kind of like rocked with it. I also don't think Sega has the amount of money to fight all the shit like Nintendo does no. either. Probably, yeah, probably no. not. Um... Like, it made me think of though. Also, the oh, did you have more, Chris? Mm -mm. Go okay. ahead. 
Uh, it made me think of, um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but a team is making the Game Gear game Sonic Chaos. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. A team of fans is uh, making a 16-bit version of that, which looks really good. Wow. Oh, you didn't know about that? No, I didn't. Um, I'll have to find a... If you look up Sonic Chaos 16-bit or something, you can find the trailer of it real quick. But yeah, they're straight up making it look like a Genesis game, which that I feel could get taken down real quick if they wanted to, because that is the game being remade. Um, But it made me think of stuff like that. It just kind of bums me out because I feel like you should... They allowed Sonic 2 HD to happen. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that like, here's the thing, like... Sega is not going to fight a Sonic fan game or a Sonic remake fan game uh, unless it's Sonic 3. And because they don't want to fight the Michael Jackson estate. Right. Well, this is also a, a clear example of, hey, this is like this. The port, I don't know, it's probably already done. But you also have seen those, especially in the past. You're like, hey, look what I'm making. I'm making, you know, Metroid 2 in the Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. It's not done yet, but I'm getting there. I'm like, you just fucking damned yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You you showed the world that this exists. Now it's going to be taken down. Right. Like, I am a firm believer that if you are trying to do stuff like that, finish it. Yeah. Finish it first and then show. And I get it. You want to show off your work, but finish it first because you're, you're about to get cease and desisted. It's kind of like what those guys did with Pokemon Uranium. They waited until the game was complete, and then they just put it out there. And then when Nintendo came with the C&Ds, they were like, there's nothing that you can do about it now. The internet has it. Oh, Good luck. I will, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell you that I if I would like to find this hey. Mario port and have it. Yeah, that would be cool, I think. Look, this you, looks you amazing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, could I do widescreen. There's right. a video of it being an 8K. <laughs> yeah. I um I sent uh, I put the trailer in the chat for the Sonic Chaos thing, but about forty eight seconds in is actual gameplay. But it's really cool because again, you know, like you experienced um, Corey playing Tails Adventure, they just tried different weird stuff on the Game Gear. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see um it's cool to see this happen to a game like this. So I hope it. I don't know. I mean, that trailer's two years old. I'm not sure. This is definitely people just making it in their free time. So I'm not sure how far along it is or anything, but. Um. Yeah. But yeah, if you're yeah. able, if 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 this is something that in tr- like, if you're interested in this, uh, go and try and find it before you can't find it anymore. Right. There's videos of people playing it at like uh 32 by nine and, and shit like that. <laughs> so, That's funny. Yeah. It looks really really good though. Yeah, it's cool that it happens. I think. Um, and this is the time now to see stuff like that too. N64s. Is- yeah. All the rage right now for some reason. It's I'm it's that, that time. It's it's getting to the point where N64 is cool again. It's its history is like quote unquote repeating itself. Where this is the new cool retro thing. You know how you know like the 80s. I still feel like we're still in that where people are like remaking the 80s shit. Oh, we yeah, we we, we felt that real hardcore, especially with season three of Stranger Things. And uh, right, right. there are a lot of people that are like, I get it. I'm done. I'm done with the 80s. I'm like, nah, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Give me more of this shit. Like, uh, I am not looking forward to when they try to make the 90s cool again. 
because oh, I go back. Now. What, are you what is yeah. cool about the 90s? I'm going uh, back now and I'm looking. I'm like, uh. dude, <laughs> fanny packs. Not that WWE hasn't been using fanny packs forever, but like fanny packs, everybody's wearing the dumb, bright colors, the stupid, uh, uh, yeah. poofy crap clothes. Besides, I think of like, cause like when I think of like eighties, like I'm thinking like movies and like clothing styles and stuff like that. But like the nineties, it was like, everyone's like started dressing, like, especially when the matrix came out, they were trying to dress all like future punky or there's, we're still in the grunge and uh... we're grunge, but right after grunge is like ska and shit like that too. So yeah, I'm ready. If you got your checkerboard shorts back, you can, you can bring those out. I'm ready for that. That's just fine. But, uh, no, I I don't think the nineties as a, as a century, not a century, but as it ages as well as like the seventies or the eighties did. No, there's, um, you got series and different, games trying to come back and shit like that and whatever i love i'm gonna love how how everybody's opinion of the n64 controller is just gonna magically change now right it's garbage it's i never had a problem with it i never cared but i think i played the game i mean now that i have the retro fighters n64 controller right mm -hmm. there's no reason there was no reason for the penis controller in the middle of the n64 (laughs) i've always said the n64 controller is fucking garbage i hate that fucking thing it's so it's fucking goofy. annoying. I didn't really care. And just even button layout. Like, you have six buttons. It, it's kind of, in one way, similar to the uh, six-button arcade pad for mm. the Sega Genesis, where it's like you have your A, B, and then your four C buttons. I think that shit's fucking annoying. I hate it. Well, yeah. the good thing was a lot of the N64 games didn't really utilize the D-pad that much. Except for wrestling Not- games. Yeah, so I didn't play a lot of those, though. So, like, having my left hand on the joystick and Z button, and then uh, most of the time you didn't have to use the left bumper. You can mm-hmm. use the right bumper. And, like, so having it all like that is fine. It's just, like, one-third of your controller just isn't used. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so the Retro Fighter, the Retro Fighter, because it's different. That's Nintendo. We see that in everything Nintendo's done. Yeah, I mean, like, that was the, the first, um stick or whatever on a thing, I think. For Nintendo, yeah, because the Super Nintendo. I still love the Super Nintendo. I mean, if you're not counting the advantages, like the SNES advantage and the NES advantage. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't. So, (laughs) but But, I am like, I love the Super Nintendo controller. I was thinking about if if those uh, or the Super Nintendo uh, Joy-Cons or whatever, the ones that you can buy to play like those, if if they ever get like super cheap, I would buy them. Yeah. But they're stupid expensive. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go find that. Go find that port, people. Yep, that's pretty cool. All right, so moving on, we had a pretty big controversy. We've been talking about the last, I would say, what two podcasts we've been covering this. I think it's about two weeks. Yeah, so we finally had some. I would say we had some information come from this situation that tells a little bit of both sides of the story. And uh, so the Doom Eternal finally addresses the soundtrack controversy and reveals issues with Mick Gordon. Uh, A few weeks ago, we briefly touched on the poor mixing quality of Doom Eternal's OST and uh, some of the shade that Mick Gordon was getting through Bethesda's marketing team and the decisions made around the release. Uh, Now a new challenger steps into the ring, which is Doom Eternal's executive producer, uh, Marty Stratton, gives his two cents on the whole debacle. Uh, you could actually go. We're we're looking at loud loudwire.com right now. 
that has the entire uh, open letter. But you can go to the Reddit. I think it's actually on the R Doom Reddit that you can find the actual post on it. Uh, but some of the excerpts from it, it's a pretty long one, too. Like, it goes really in detail of when, what went on. But it, it tells uh, some the story of, well enough that you can read it easily enough. and not, it doesn't. Yeah, like, long. it was long, but I read it, and I was like, that was a good read. Like, I understand some of everything that went down now. Yeah. Uh, some of the excer- excerpts that we have are, uh, some, have, some have suggested that we've been careless with or disrespectful of the game music. Others have speculated that Mick wasn't given the time or creative freedom to deliver something different or better. The fact is, none of that is true, Stratton says in his statement. As we hit April, we grew increasingly concerned about Mick delivering the OST to us on time. I personally asked our lead audio designer at id, Chad, which I was like, his name's Chad? All right. (laughs) Good old id Chad. Oh, id Chad. uh, To begin work on id versions of the tracks. A backup plan should Mick not be able to deliver on time. To complete this, Chad would need to take all the music as Mick had delivered for the game and edit the pieces together into tracks and arrange those tracks into comprehensive OST. As someone that works in quality control, that's a good plan to have. It's like having a studio bassist or something. That is a very good backup plan to have in case something fell through with Mick. Uh, After listening to the nine tracks that Mick had delivered, I wrote that I wrote him that I didn't think those tracks would meet the expectations of Doom or Mick's fans. There was only one track with the type of heavy combat music people would expect, and most of the others were ambient in nature. Mick delivered two final tracks, which we incorporated, and he wished us luck on wrapping everything up. As for the immediate future, we are at the point of moving on and won't be working with Mick on the DLC we currently have in production. As I've mentioned, his music is incredible, he is a rare talent, and I hope he wins many awards for the contribution to Doom Eternal at the end of the year. Now, back in April, Gordon was asked by a fan if he'd been interested. He'd be interested in creating the soundtrack for yet another Doom game. To which he replied, "Doubt will work together again." Ultimately, what does ultimately what does this for future installments? He he's got some big shoes to fill, yeah. and hopefully Bethesda can get uh, somebody else to fill them. But from reading from this open letter. Uh, I would definitely say that I love Mick Gordon. I love his music. I think he's really good. He didn't deliver what he said he would promise to deliver. Yeah. I think what it's uh, sounding more like is um, not only with like failure to communicate, but like what else was going on in Mick's space that he would kind of disregard one of the biggest projects that he works on throughout the year. I mean, Doom 2016 was massive for him. Like, he was already in the spotlight, and then when 2016 happened, there was, like, a lot of people saying, like, that was his best work yet. So when tackling Doom Eternal, was he getting cocky? Was he saying, like, oh, I'll get to it later? Um, cause the thing is, is that they didn't go into it on the Loudwire article, but what they were saying was Mick was contracted out to do 12 tracks. Minimum. Meanwhile, they were supposed to be like 30 something tracks on there, but he was only contracted out to do 12. No, he promised 30 tracks. Yeah. He off, he offered to go yeah. above that cause he was trying to gun for a bonus and he was just like, no, 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 I'll do all 30. I'll do all 30. And as time went on. 
you know, whatever issues he and his production team yeah, were experiencing. Something. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, is that he was given an extension. Yeah, actually, he asked for a four week extension, and they and id Software gave him six weeks. Yeah, because they because the the issue was they had a special uh, collector's edition OST that they had promised to give to people who pre ordered, and yeah, the edition, they yeah. were they were really trying to gun for this specific date because there's a lot of legal issues that are caught up on it. Because while in the United States, you you know, you can get away with possibly pushing something back. Consumer in Australia, laws. they have anti-consumer yeah. laws where if you don't deliver on the day that you say you're going to deliver, they could fucking sue you. Mm. So that's it's, why Bethesda will refund as well. Exactly. They'll get the product and they can also possibly get a full refund. Mm. So the issue comes down to, you know, Mick not delivering meant that it and Bethesda was possibly going to lose out on a lot of fucking money. So the the choice for them to go with this guy Chad, who I think was the backup executive uh, composer or music producer, whatever uh, audio engineer or something. Yeah, Thank he you. was the lead audio engineer. Um, to make these, you know, these backup tracks, I, I get it. I really do, and it's well, really shitty to hear Mick before all this information came out where he's just mm -hmm. like pointing the finger at Bethesda's marketing team, which, you know, we got a really in-depth look behind the curtain from of Bethesda's one side. side. Yeah. I'm curious to see how things played out on Mick's side because now the way that it's written, it's written almost in a very neutral stance where it's just like, Oh, here's all the things that happened. But at the end of the day, they're still pushing the blame on Mick. They're still saying that Mick is the one that hasn't delivered on the product that he was commissioned to work on. Yeah. Well, if curious. that's true, too, if it's true, too, then he would be at fault. But yes, I'm I'm agree with you. I want to see Mick's response to this. I want to see something as in-depth as this, too. I don't want to see just like, fuck him or something like that. I want right. to see reasoning. Because the thing is, it. is that after everyone was talking about how poorly done the OST was, Mick was bad-mouthing fucking Bethesda. Come like, to find out from this, from what they said in this open letter, they didn't even know that they weren't going to work together anymore until he yeah, no, had said Mick like, was the one that said that they weren't going to work together. And that's unprofessional as shit if that's true. Right? Yeah, that's real bad. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, the way that Marty put it, is that Mick delivered on what he was contracted to do. Mm -hmm. Period. So. Yes, what I don't right. like either is Mick kind of critiqued the mixing and all that stuff. But he was in direct, not control, but direct connection with all of that. Yeah, I yeah. mentioned there was communication between Mick and um, Jesus Christ. What the hell? Uh, Chad. Chad. Um, between sending each other the files and stuff the audio the songs yeah. the music so that obviously you want to do that to if you're both working on a soundtrack or any creative project together send the stuff back and forth so there was communication between them it's the the letter overall from it is written very diplomatically so mm -hmm. i do 
I, I like the one part in the article or in the letter where they're like, it's unfair that the lead audio designer is getting as much flack as they are because he did what he was asked to do. Yeah, he just rolled in and did his job. Yeah, like call it like, but let's be honest, it's the Internet. It's 2020. Right. People want to be pissed off about anything. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, listeners. This sucks. I love Mick Gordon's music. I love the music in Doom 2016. I like what I have heard, not as much from Doom 16 or 2016, but I do like the Doom Eternal soundtrack. And it does suck that they won't be working together anymore. But if, and I'm saying this as a big if, if this stuff is true, that also means that Mick isn't maybe as good as a guy as we thought he was. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Professional-wise. It, it it would be very interesting to hear the musician side of it because uh, the thing with first of all I can't even fathom writing a soundtrack for something like yeah. this in the extensive way that you need to because you're not writing like oh it's a twelve track album with like three to four or five minute songs no you got to write like I think I was reading about this too like one track would be like twenty to thirty minutes or something because you have to have it kind of go into a flow where it can repeat itself because a yeah. person might be playing a level for longer than that. I mean, even BF, eternal. But, BFG division is like nine minutes. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're writing these like um, odysseys <laughs> or whatever yeah. of music. So it's just... It's not a two-minute song like the Ramones or something like that. Yeah, but it could just be so many factors of just like how do you get into a mindset of writing that album and then supplying it and whatever, and, and he's mixing and mastering and whatever. I don't know. I don't know his full background of, of his full professional background either, but um, the uh, I always recommend this to people uh, whenever Doom comes up. From Doom 2016, the video game documentary group No Clip uh, did a really cool interview with most of the people that made Doom 2016, and, and Mick is in a good bit of that. Um, I can't recommend that enough, but it gives you an idea yeah. of just like, how the fuck do you do this job? But well, I'm wondering, too, because the letter also states that they they don't know maybe that Mick thought he could take the job on. But it, this wasn't in the letter. It was actually in some of the comments of the Reddit uh, thread that I was reading. But uh, from an artist standpoint, that Mick felt like he could do the job, but maybe not in the time frame that he was supposed to do it just from an artist artistic mind. Like may because like being like oh I could come up with an album for that and but I could do it in a year but these people need it in four months like you're not gonna get you know you know what I'm you, you see what I'm trying to kind of say there I get what you're saying um, I'm actually looking at his major projects that he's done leading up to Doom Eternal um, like for example he did the music for Borderlands three he had a full two three years to work on that yeah uh, for do for 2020 he did beautiful desolation and he did doom eternal that's it so unless the music was done in early 2019 he had well he had a full year to come up with the ost which honestly i think that's enough time to get something done yeah i mean when you look at og doom when just doom by itself that was the only project he worked on for 2016 when did it come out fucking uh may 13th the year before that he was working on project cars and that shit came out when fucking may 15th so he had a full year 
probably amount the same amount of time that he worked on Doom that he was working on Doom Eternal. So I don't know. I I think that it's less there's obviously a professional issue that's behind this, but I also think that, you know, you don't know what this motherfucker's mindset was during this time. You don't know what he's going through. Not that it's necessarily a an excuse, but it could be a symptom of a larger issue. It could yeah. be environmental stuff. Yeah. Rather than just personal stuff. And I'm wondering too, because it does seem like he tries he he has he done always... his best and he's always worked so hard in every single project that he's done. Yeah, we're not shitting him on him or anything. To like drop it here is really, really weird. Yeah. Also though, I I just don't like the way he did it. Like That's I don't bad. like the way he just put it on Twitter like that. You should have like I feel like you should have talked to the company, come to an understanding, wait until something was announced and released. Then comment on it. Yeah. Yep. But maybe he also just didn't want to take that time and wait. And someone called him out on Twitter and he was like, yeah, well, what me? I think he got very defensive and emotional. That's which that's is the way 100% fine with an artist and their craft. Like I would be like, it's the same way when I make cook food or something like that. Like I want to be critiqued, but like you're also going to defend it as well. So. Number one uh, rule the of the question... internet is uh, unless you're PR, maybe just don't reply to your fans. <laughs> that might be true. The question here is do we think, I guess the question to you guys and myself is, let's say Doom whatever comes out in the next four years or something like that and it's not Mick. Do you think that the franchise could still go with somebody else? Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm trying to remember who the name of the guy that I would say um can carry that torch. Uh, starts with an H. He's done quite a bit of work. Tommy Tellerico. No. No. <laughs> no. Aerosmith. <laughs> no. Yep, Johnny Aerosmith. I I fear for people in this last in the in the new game to be like you're gonna get a lot of people that are gonna be like not gonna play it because it's not mixed music. Or like yeah. this isn't good as good as mix, and I'm just like that. I I feel bad for the artist that has to that's going to step up and take that plate. Yeah, I'm sure because that's something happen. they're going to have to deal with. Um, it's a shit position to be in. It's not. Yeah. Uh, but the average Joe's not going to know any of this shit. So it's kind of like how we mentioned Borderlands Three before that that game mm-hmm. probably still did well, but not as well as Two because the people that knew it was going on didn't support it, but other people well randy pitchford fucking sucks anyway so yeah but i'm I'm just saying it's a similar thing where i don't think it'll significantly uh it won't be significant enough that the game like will bomb because Mm. of it i don't think now i'm curious shittier situations where games sell just fine i'm curious i want to do like a a control and variable group and be like all right, guys, we're going to play Doom 2016 and we're going to play Doom Eternal, but we're just going to play it with mute. Just play it mute. Yeah. I <laughs> Which mean, game Doom, is better? 2016, <laughs> I, I definitely would. I would. Bla- I don't. I'm not even that into metal, but I. Uh, but Doom 2016 was good road trip music, so I would listen to that mm-hmm. while driving and stuff. Oh, Rip and Tear and BFG and all that stuff is super good. And there's Honestly, some, like I said, some of my favorite parts of that OST is like the the verbal the spoken word stuff oh yeah it's like i fucking love it yeah but there's there are some doom 
Doom Eternal music that's really good too. Mm-hmm. Like the that that one that is mixed weirdly is uh, the the only thing they fear is you. That's still a good song. Like that's a really good song. Yeah. And also too, the open letter said too. Like of course, this is all the audio that people have been. So I don't know if they've been if they took any of this music off the collector's edition soundtrack or if they took all this music from the game. But I've also been hearing that for an actual OST release that they're going to do mix 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 mixing of some of the tracks. So like I don't know if that means all of the tracks or or what. So they said later like down remixing. The, they yeah well they said for that that release of the the official release of the OST for Doom Eternal that they were wanting to maybe work with Mick to get the, you know, have everything mixed properly and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But I doubt that's going to happen. Here, Here's the guy, the uh, Andrew Holshut. He's done Bombshell, Rad Dodgers, Dusk, Quick Champions. He's done a lot of work in the last couple of years. Brutal Doom, Duke Nukem 3D Reloaded. Uh, Nightmare Reaper. They're saying that he's what pretty was that much... face, Scotty? <laughs> I don't know what that is. The Duke Nukem. Oh. Duke Nukem. I'm looking it up. What, the... Duke Nukem 3D? The... Uh, it was a canceled game, but they uh, released oh. the OST. Uh, he's did, he did, they did uh, Rise of the Triad. Uh, he's done a lot of smaller projects, and a lot of people are saying like the work that he's done is very similar to Mick Gordon, almost like he's a 2.0. Mm-hmm. So... Rise of the Triad. I that's feel like a, I know somebody that's in that game. That's a 3D Realms game. I believe. It's a red-haired chick. She might have been a porn star. Duke so. Nukem. <laughs> it was Rebirth? Re- Is that it's what you remake. said? There's a what, reboot. What was the title? Rise of the Triad? No, 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 no. Duke Nukem. Oh, Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, fuck. You had the article Probably right there. 3D fuck. No, no, it wasn't off the article. Oh, no, um, knowing Duke Nukem, it could be Duke Nukem fuck. Reloaded. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And it was uh, supposed to be done by Interceptor. I don't even know who that is. But yes, if you are interested in this, this is a very good thing huh. to read about and learn and understand and understand both sides of the story. Try to with the information that is uh, portrayed to you. Uh, go check it out. You can find it on Loud Loudwire. If you want to find all of it, you can find it on Reddit and all that stuff too. So yep. it's a really good read. It's a really good thing to learn. So all right, Chris. What's going on with EA and shit? More shitty stuff going on? Uh, yeah, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Scumbag people. Uh yep. one of the most appealing things about the Xbox sex is smart delivery. You uh, stole that you... from me. <laughs> uh no, we came up with it <laughs> together. Scotty, get the fingers out of your face. No. Uh, so where you buy a game for the X-Bone and you also get it for the Xbox X. Well, industry villains and champion cunt rags, Electronic Arts, have announced that none of their games that they've published will release with the Spark Delivery asset. Speaking in an earnings call with shareholders and press last night, Electronic Arts COO Blake Jordanson Said that this year, there uh, this year the phasing plans include the effect of revenue recognition from the games that they are launching for current generation consoles that can be upgraded for free for the next generation. This news comes as a surprise to consumers because during Microsoft's smart delivery, all access, all gameplay with no gameplay press conference, 
Madden 21 was announced with smart delivery support. But in a press conference on EA's uh, press release on EA's website, players found that instead of a full smart delivery support, they would have to purchase Madden by the end of 2020 and then purchase the Xbox Series X by March 31st, 2021 to not be charged the additional price. It seems that EA is still looking for alternatives to find what little goodwill they can give to players as they botch another opportunity to play nice. Being one of the largest publishers in the business, this could set a dangerous precedent for other third-party developers to drop smart delivery in the name of corporate greed. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm going to say it doesn't surprise me. I <laughs> skate for when. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker! That's all I need it... to do. I, I, there's really nothing else I can fucking say. It's it's just this is like Nintendo level of internet bullshit almost. You know what I mean? Like just ignoring yeah. what is clearly a better system for the customer. Yeah. Uh, more. I convenient. feel like there's some there's some older generations that are still in charge of some of these companies that are oh, just yeah, it's don't. Like the US Senate. <laughs> they don't get it. Like they don't like th- everyone. It's like this is how things should be so that everyone can enjoy it. Fuck that money. Yep. I I don't think it's like an older generation. I just think it's greedy fucking people. That's true. Um, let me re- these, these let me redact these... that. It's not older like, generation. It's it's one thing to be out of touch. They're just out of their fucking mind. Like they've been at this. They have gone out of their way at every single chance that they've had to do something or be a part of something or just fucking fix your game and they've done they've made every attempt to just botch it to what just was the thing fuck it up we were talking about kim jong-un what was the title oh was fuck. He's, he's either he's either brain dead okay oh, he's either dead not brain dead or alive or perfectly okay perfectly <laughs> you named okay, the yeah. podcast episode that <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I just feel like because I will say that the smart what is it? Smart sync? Is that what it's called? Smart delivery. The smart delivery. I like that. That's a good thing. That's a nice thing to have. Yeah, it sounds. And then, of course, EA is going to find a shitty way to fuck it over. The name sounds like a fucking discount for your pizza delivery, but whatever. Or it's like a I went to smart play and met this guy. So. That's what uh that's a that's a joke from something where they're like dreams DreamWorks sounds like a gay bar. They're like, yeah, I went to DreamWorks. What? <laughs> I think it's it's a Paul not a Paul Rudd, but uh who directs the forty year old who did who directed those movies? Uh, Judd a- J- Judd Apatow. Oh, okay. it's, it's like a Judd Apatow joke <laughs> or something like that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, EA scummy. I don't really have much else to say about that either. Just like sad thing is, people are gonna buy them. People, there's a lot of people that play sports it, it games, goes back especially to my, the coronavirus is still going to be going on. It goes back to my statement that a lot of the games that EA makes, or EA publishes, I should say EA publishes, are developed with the, not the lowest common denominator, but like just the average Joe, like the baseline. If they can make a game that will be marketable to the widest audience, no matter how degrading or monotonous it is, 
hell yeah that's what they go for did you say widest or whitest widest but you know what okay. <laughs> same yeah, same i looked at scotty and he looked at me and i was like i think he said widest but then i was like you did the you did the thing with your fingers i was like okay he means widest yeah yeah widest but it I needs said- to be addressed <laughs> yeah he didn't point to himself he said why for <laughs> I, oh, God, Scotty's face was great. We were just doing that smile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are. The I wasn't people... even looking at you guys. I look up, <laughs> and everyone's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, uh-huh. you sure about that?" Uh, it's uh, positive. These Fucking are the same. Positive. These are the same uh, fuckos that you know. Battlefront two or battle whatever. Bat- I don't. Lo- I've lost track, and I don't care. Battlefront um, two into Battlefield four, planning for Battlefield five. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bioware with the with the dragon age and the mass effect andromeda and the yeah. anthem that was originally beyond yeah that was the bit you should have just progressively turned into bill cosby as you were saying <laughs> <laughs> fucking star wars battle fort had paid add-ons and then they suddenly didn't the day or week before so i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they do the same thing with this shit because it's like it's worse than like HD re-releases or remasters or whatever. It's just straight up, you gotta mm-hmm. buy the game again, you idiots. It's like, what fucking Chris, differences are there gonna be? None. Yeah. Chris, because I'm piggybacking off of that widest, widest thing. Yep. Have you seen the thing that Wooly has been endorsing called the End Pass? Yes. The oh, And it's... No. I have. Dude, I looked into it. Someone made a fucking website. Like, it looks like it looks like you would go like if you went to like Verizon to get a new phone plan or something like that. This, this no is what way. It, dude, it go to. I have to find it. If you look uh, on Wooly's uh, Twitter thing, it's like the EN pass, okay. and I, that's as far. Like I'm gonna go in. Like it's hilarious. I caught a stream of him explaining it. He had Little V on his uh, stream, yeah, and he was explaining it to him. And Little V was like, "I think I'm gonna sign up for that. That sounds pretty good." <laughs> No it's way. stupid. Dude, it's dumb. Uh yep. Anyway. Uh, uh yeah. speaking of which, I wanted to bring since uh we were talking about the music and I, I forgot that we didn't bring it up in either of our weeks, but me and Scotty, we we bought we found out some new or you specifically, you found some new music by the midnight. Hell yeah. And <clears throat> and I never heard of them before. I don't know how, because I i mean, I'm the only one talking in the music channel in fucking Megavision's Discord anyway, but... Um, Most of the time on Scrubverse, too, so... Yeah, well, somebody's got to enjoy it. But I, I, I listened to that new song. It's called Deep, Deep Blue, Blue, I think, yep. off of their new album called Monsters. And I'm listening to it, and it's very synth music. Like, yeah. I like it with lyrics and stuff like that, and I'm like, I'm digging this. And then, like, a minute in, that super fucking sexy sax comes in. And I'm just like, sold. I went and bought two albums and a pin right then and there off of their website. <laughs> nice. So, nice. But yeah, nice. if you guys like that kind of synth music, uh, I would say it's in a different realm than like, uh, what was it, uh, Dance with the Dead? Because some of their music's kind of synthy and stuff like yeah, that, but it's, it's more not, like metal synthy. Yeah, you could see them torn with like Time Cop 1983, but it's not as much as that. Um, yeah. I didn't know Dance with the Dead toured with Dragon Force. Oh really? I don't know. Really, I didn't know on that their, either. On their de- our heart demolition tour, their recent one in 2019. Huh. Really? Yeah, I looked it up because I was trying to find a physical version 
because I wanted the CD of B-Sides, which you can only find the vinyl, which is like a, over a hundred dollars. Yeah, you can't find a um, physical CD. I'm lucky I didn't pay that much. Yeah, but I saw that they had recently toured with uh, uh, Dragon Force. But no, the Midnight, I went back and listened that that kid's album. Yeah. That one hit pretty hard. Gotcha. Like that one. Yeah, it's good. That one hit real hard. A lot of good samples and stuff and 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 um really good lyrics. Yeah, I always have them playing typically. If I if I don't find something else, uh I usually have them in the background when I'm doing stuff for work and and things like that. So um yeah. Very cool. I just I I remembered that. I wanted to bring it up. So if you if if listeners are you you are into that type of music, which I have just recently in the last few years, I'm like, man, Synthwave is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. New I just start, and I think everyone uh, kind of gets that in their life. I think my dad, I mean, my dad's always loved Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd is super synthy music and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But talking about love in the 80s, man, I love me some fucking. Uh, there's a movie called uh, The Guest that the entire fucking soundtrack is like synth wave. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like if you like. um jesus christ i don't know straight up 80s but it sounds almost more 80s than the 80s uh fm 84 time cop 1983 like you mentioned dance with the dead uh that local band i saw arcade high they opened for midnight when i saw the midnight um there's some good stuff out there a lot of people are like there's not good music but there is there's still good music in every genre you just gotta find it yeah new dude i found so much music just from the last four months alone that has been outstanding. You just need to scour Bandcamp, dude. Just, just go through. A lot shit. of people that are like, "Oh, I didn't hear it on the radio. It must not be that good." I so in every once in a while, like especially in a rental car when I was traveling before all this happened, and my wife just recently, because I listen, my car doesn't have Bluetooth, so I have a audio jack. But whenever my wife drives it, she just listens to the radio. And I was just listening to the radio one day. And I was just like, man, this is all just like, like, there's some good music on the radio, but there's just so much better music that's not on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I really like a lot of times I'm like, I wish I lived in the 80s. And I, and then I think about it. I'm like, no, I kind of like where I live right now. <laughs> like Just finding like cool shit that people are doing. A lot of these, I think, I think Dance with the Dead is two dudes. Most, most of the acts are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, new retro wave was the I couldn't think of it, but they even though you have a lot of shitty channels out there just posting bands, music and stuff, new retro wave actually helps artists in the synth wave. Um, I was wondering about that channel because sure. I was wondering if it was one of those kind of channels that was just like, hey, I'm going to take this and try to make monetize the video. No, but because uh, they've had dance with the dead like that's because they what they do is they show the album art and then their logo kind of fades yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, it's cool. good. Yeah, new retro wave. That's I just learned of another. God damn it, I can't remember the name of them, but I bought the album as soon as I listened to it. I'll, I might have tagged you in Discord or something with the Corey, but yeah, music okay. is cool. Video games suck. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and then next year it'll be the opposite. So <laughs> probably. All right. Well, we got the guy on the podcast that always asks the questions. So, oh, wasn't there? Oh, there it is. Um, there is another. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Question. So yeah. we got multiple actually. Do that first. Wolf Club was the other band I was thinking of. Another eighty synth group. Very good driving music. Sorry. So oh, yeah, you, you sent something in the Discord about yeah. driving music. I'm sorry. I'll I'll follow up with you after the podcast. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh. 
as far as questions, H2O dropped something last week that we didn't get a chance to cover, um, which I think would be something cool to do maybe on a weekly basis or whatever. Uh, very similar to the pack one, pick one of which, Magic the Gathering. I, I, I was about to say, let's explain to Scotty what that is. So in draft, um, you'll pretty much everyone gets three packs worth of cards and you make a 40 card deck yada yada yeah um the concept is is in uh pack one pick one pack one pick one is like one of the most important picks that you make during draft because it's going to be pretty much where your momentum is going to go as far as deck building whether it be like what colors you're picking what theme you're building if you're doing aggro if you're doing life gain if you're doing count uh control whatever whatever for this, it's not that in-depth, but still same concept. If you were given a list of nine games, what would be the one game that you would walk away with? Well, hold on. I think this is going to work, and I, I hope, Scotty, you would be able to join for the next week's podcast. But if you can't, I understand. But since there are three people now mm-hmm. having nine games, that means if we were to do one of these every week, we would all three walk away with three games. And then in three weeks, we could see what our nine games that we've created out of it would be out of the three packs that we were given. Sure. Fuck it. So basically what we're going to do is this first one, which, Chris, you can go ahead and name off all nine games that are on this real quick. Sure. We got uh, Star Fox 64. These are all N64, by the way. Yes. Uh, Star Fox 64. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. NFL Blitz. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. WCW NWO Revenge, Wave Race 64, Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, Pokemon Stadium, and WWF No Mercy. So here's the thing. How do we figure out who go who goes first to pick? Uh fucking let the guests go first. So this is like okay. if you open up a booster pack and these were your cards. This and- is a booster yes. pack and we're all passing it around. And I th- say you that can the way that we one we go about doing this is whoever went first during the uh the week section so scotty will go first and then you and then i will go i'm keeping track of this then to see who you're putting in in weeks then (laughs) okay Okay. that's fine i'll i'll cycle it okay um so yeah i'd pick tony hawk all right so uh blue cartridge i'm uh i'm gonna write these down so what do we what 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 can we call this the video game the scrub verse pack pick or whatever whatever yeah just scrub verse p one p one scrub verse p one p one so we got Scotty it's gonna take what is that is that Tony Hawk what one yeah that's Tony Hawk Pro Skater one Tony Hawk one all right I guess I'm next right. This is the fucking theme of the podcast, N64. Just everything 64 edition. Yeah. Uh, No question. I'm going Star Fox 64. (laughs) Yeah. There's no doubt about it. The two best games that are on that list. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's fine. Um, Uh, All right, Chris. Pokemon Stadium. Shit. That was my second one. (laughs) I was going to say that's a pretty deep. That one's the first uh, one that used like the crazy cartridge thing and shit, right? Yes. The transfer Roller. pack or whatever it mm-hmm. was, yeah. But it was just straight up battles and minigames, I think. Yep. Yeah, like really good fucking minigames, too. And it also had, if you unlocked 
So you had Game Boy Tower where you could play the game that was in your yep. transfer pack. But if you did certain things in Pokemon Stadium, you would unlock the Dodrio Tower or Doduo Tower, which made the game you could play the game two times faster or Dodrio Tower, which you could play the game three times faster, which is very important in Pokemon games. Wow. There's also an exploit, and I forget, I, I don't know the way that it is, but you can look it up on YouTube, where you can actually turn that bitch into an emulator. Because remember, the transfer pack only works for Pokemon games. But if you didn't have like a Game Boy player, or the Super Game Boy extension for the SNES or whatever, um, and the the Game Boy Advance player for the N64 only came out in Japan. Uh, there is a way around it using Pokemon Stadium. So that's stupid. Fun fact on that. And yeah. I want it. <laughs> I miss. I fucking miss the Wild West of video games. Yeah, yeah dude, dude it, it's stupid. I miss the Wild West of the video games and the Wild West of the internet. So yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Scotty, it's back to you. Oh, so, so far, we keep going Tony through this group. We yep. go through until they've go all been through. picked. Yeah. Um, yep. Hold on. Let me. I'm going to. Well, okay. I, I, I'm going to do my own thing here. Uh, Someone's going to get the football game and the two shitty wrestling games. <laughs> it just I happens, mean, dude. Blitz isn't bad. Blitz is the Blitz isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, what's the other football game? Oh, no, there isn't another there's, football game. No, there's two wrestling, a football. <laughs> so what the ones left are the Star Wars uh, Rogue Squadron. Uh, WCW NWO Revenge, Wave Race, Star Wars Pod Racer, WWF No Mercy, and Blitz are left. Right. I'm going to go with uh, Rogue Squad Squadron. Good. Yeah. That was a good, that, that's a good one. I've not actually <laughs> played that one. I haven't played most of these, actually. Uh, I am going to go with Wave Race. Launch I like game. that game. Uh, I'm going yeah. to take NFL Blitz. Okay. Scotty, back Shit. to you. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Uh, I was going to like cross these out as I go, but I lost track already. <laughs> uh, the remaining ones are Pod Racer, uh, WCW, 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 the two wrestling games, uh, and yeah, the Pod Racer. Okay, you took Blitz. Um, you took Wave Race. I will... Oh, Pod Racer's still left? Eh. You took Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> I will. God damn. You got to get your common junk rare that you're not going to put in your deck. Yeah, I guess I'll <laughs> fucking do no mercy. All right. No mercy. Uh, I'm taking Pod Racer. <laughs> you ratchet ass bitch! Because <laughs> I know Chris wanted it. <laughs> Okay, Scotty. So that is called hate drafting. Okay. When you when you find out that a other drafter is in a certain color, gotcha. so you're like, I don't need this lightning bolt, but that motherfucker does. I'm taking it. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> All right. So Chris gets a uh, WCW revenge or so revenge. NWO. Yep. Now there's a second one. So yeah. We since we the... miss, we'll do both there of them is. this week. Oh, since. Since, so uh, since we this one, we're going week. to shuffle it, and we're going to move it up one spot. Uh, Corey, you'll go first. I'll go oh, second, and then Scotty will go third. Dude, so this is this is like an amazing pack, right? Like, yeah, this is this is like opening M twenty five and getting all the premiums. Yeah, like Jace and everything. Oh, so man, here we go. We got Super Metroid, Street Fighter two, uh, the uh, World War. 
Uh, I can't fucking say that. The World, the world Warriors. Horror. Horror. <laughs> uh, Chrono Trigger. Donkey Kong Country. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mega Man 2. Final Fantasy 6. Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And Secret of Mana. Um, actually, that's uh, just Sonic 3. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's just Sonic 3. It's not just Sonic Knuckles. 3? Okay, so it's just Sonic 3. Zoomed in here. All right, let me see what I... Final Fantasy logo either, that's why I zoomed in. So, contrary to popular belief, I will not be picking Donkey Kong Country because I don't think that's the best out of the three. Because you fucking... Never mind. (laughs) The second one's better. Uh, This is tough, though. I am... My pack one, pick one, I'm between Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, and Mega Man 2. I thought you were just going to pick Mega Man, no question. The thing is, those other two are really good rpgs mm-hmm. but for my pack one pick one with my history i gotta go mega man 2 okay i was gonna never mind okay cool um chrono trigger that was gonna be my second pick yeah that one's real good gotta go chrono trigger oh apparently when i copied your game over onto my retro freak it copied all your save data really so I have Janice and Glenn and uh, whatever you named Frog. <laughs> oh, that's someone's not name. My, that's not my save file. Someone's save file is Magus, who they renamed Trigger. They uh, Glenn, who was renamed. I think I don't know if it was Frog was renamed Glenn or if it was Chrono that was renamed Glenn. And then there was another one. I was like, all right. And apparently, you're right at your this character. Like everybody has nine 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 health. Like, yeah, I don't know who's saved. Check this the is. save file out. Then there's two save files that are at the end. Huh. Okay. Hey. All right, Scotty. No, it's me. It's me. What? No, well, it Scott, is Scotty. Scotty didn't. Sorry. Yeah, you jerk. I'm never nope. coming back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Sonic Three. No question. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Nah. Sorry. I'm a basic ass bitch. I'm going to tell you guys I right mean, now, you can go ahead and fuck each other over with the RPGs because I don't care about those. Uh, so. <laughs> Thought I'd make some waves there. I want Final Fantasy VI. Because I don't have. That's what I figured. Final Fantasy oh, VI. In there. Super Metroid. All right, Scotty, you're back up again. Uh, Ocarina. Ooh. I thought Chris would have picked that one a lot earlier. That's Here's the, first... the thing. I have beaten Ocarina so many fucking times. Yeah. I don't personally like Cockarina of Cockarina? Time. So. Cockarina. That's the new name. Cockarina of Time. Uh, uh, Lank and the Cockarina of Time. That's great. That's great. Uh, uh, so Super Metroid. So the last ones are Street Fighter, Donkey Kong, and Secret of Mana. Uh, I'm going to take Donkey Kong. I'll take Donkey Kong. Uh, I'm gonna go with. You need a fighting game. I'm not a big fan of Street Fighter Two. That yeah. version's not good. Yeah, it's just, is it just the base one? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not the base oh, no, the one. World it's the, it's the, it's the either the first or second step up. What the fuck is? Because there's Championship Warrior? Edition. There's the World Warriors, which is like the. Actually, yeah, no. That I think that is base. Yeah, that's base. I believe. Uh, Secret of Mana. Street Fighter Mana, 2 okay. World Warrior was on the fucking... Oh, okay, that's an arcade system. Uh, Super and Nintendo. And then, Scotty, you get Secret... 
you get Street Fighter. Yeah, that's fine with me. All right, so after those, Scotty, we have with Tony Hawk 1, Rogue Squadron, No Mercy, Sonic 3, Ocarina of Time, and Street Fighter World Warrior. I have Star Fox 64, Wave Race 64, Star Wars Pod Racer, Mega Man 2, Final Fantasy 6, and Donkey Kong Country. And Chris has Pokemon Stadium, NFL Blitz, WCW Revenge, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, and Super Metroid. Yep. I'm going to hold on to this because I'm going to request that H2O does another one. And then at the end of it, we're going to see what our nine games are. I mean, Scotty, even if you're not on the podcast, we'll get you in there to, okay. so we can figure out what our pack will be. So Ocarina. that's fun. I like doing stuff yeah, like that. that. Neat. Fun fact about Ocarina and me. Um, that was the first game that I got yelled at because it was interfering with schoolwork. Wow. Like directly. Fun fact. Fun fact about that story for me, I beat that game because in 6th, 7th, 7th grade, I got sick with a disease called slap cheek disease, which is a a mild form of scarlet fever, and I was contagious and had to be sent home from school for a week, so I put my mom let me bring my N64 in the living room and I beat Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Wait. Is it called slack like CK slap slap yeah slap because it literally your your face is red like someone has slapped you in the face over and over and over again because you have a fever in your face jesus christ and what's crazy is my little brother a couple years after he was born actually got scarlet fever that could that's have been just in... gone uh no man he that's just not completely gone <laughs> i remember yeah. he was sick for a long time and had to take suppositories and shit oh boy yeah, Scarlet maybe. Fever could have been another. He's name got a new a, fetish she doesn't a, talk about. Yeah, Scarlet <laughs> Fever. For all we know, they could have named one of the Series X games that they showed a trailer for Scarlet Fever, and nobody would have given a shit. That's true. All right, Scotty. Well, you're here, so Am you I? get to ask your questions. All right, let me bring them on up. Scotty Mo asks number one. Number one. What is what's in your perfect omelet? Chris, I make my perfect omelet pretty regularly. Uh, what I do is I take some thick cut bacon. I chop it up into little bits. All right. I mix some cinnamon and some black pepper <laughs> in there and some brown sugar. And it comes I don't know out what this thing. real fucking good. All right? This is like half New it. York, half. He's like, so what do we got right fucking here? Yeah. <laughs> then Chris, I cut up that bacon. I, all right, you piece of shit. Listen, all right, you cut, you cut the bacon. <laughs> Right, you you mix up all them seasonings and shit. You throw it on the fryer. You make it so that it's not really crispy. I like my my bacon a little bit rare. I'm probably going to die. That's fine. I like super crispy bacon. Yeah. I like no, I no, I'm not. I'm not a crunchy guy. I don't like soggy <laughs> bacon and I don't like soggy fries. Nope. I I need to be able to feel like I'm pulling the flesh off the animal myself. Now oh, this is, yeah. Anyway, take three eggs. You beat them, motherfuckers. Put a little bit of salt in there, some oregano, some basil, some fucking uh, a little bit of adobo for some the flavor. Uh, maybe some fucking some mayonnaise. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Chris don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> I do not like okay. mayonnaise. Uh, and a little bit of like um, the the 
the crushed red pepper. Put that okay. shit in. You lay that shit out. No uh, in another pot, I've got a thing of spinach with some garlic powder. I didn't think let this that was going to go that long. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I've got this shit down to Can a you science. Regularly? <laughs> yeah. I have this probably like once a week. Right? Oh, it's okay. the big it's the big omelet. Right? And I get some garlic, like shit ton of garlic, onions, spinach, and I let that wilt with some garlic powder in there and some onion salt. Uh and then I just I just layer it out. I put the the spinach on, I put the bacon in the center, I put a little bit of cheese, I close that bitch up. I pray to whatever gods allowed me to make this atrocity. And then I and then shove I it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it may, sometimes I put sriracha on it. It's it's yeah. It's a good omelet. What kind of cheese though? Uh, mozzarella. Okay. God, That's what we I have in ours. Punch day. you in the face right now. Why? So Why? Is the way you said mozzarella. <laughs> I'm, look, I come from like a fucking Italian area. That's how they fucking say that shit. Okay. I come from the south and uh, very urban, but you don't. Yeah, think... and you buy great value mozzarella, so whatever. I do. Forget about it. Because it melts just the same. <laughs> uh, I've been pretty partial to like the southwest, like chicken omelets most of the time. Anytime. I don't go to IHOP anymore, but when I was in my college years, I we went to IHOP all the time, and I would always get the Southwest like the chicken omelet because it has got like grilled chicken and you got a little bit of like sour cream on top, a bunch of cheese and your peppers and your onions and all that stuff. Uh, I like a good. I'm more of a like so, my favorite thing is like I like sausage links over sausage patties or bacon. I prefer those. So like I was staying in hotels a lot when I was. Uh, before I got the position that I'm at now and any hotel that had free breakfast and they had like fucking the little sausage links, I, 20 of those bitches like in the morning, like yeah. I'm just eating all, with maple syrup. Oh man, that's just good. But no, I like a good uh, chicken Southwest omelet is what I like. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. We made omelets today. Uh, and um, I actually did stuff in the kitchen for a change. So, but um, no, it, it, we, with what we had, uh, I just had, um, uh, cherry tomatoes and uh, green peppers, and we actually had mozzarella. And then I I broke up some ham and threw it in there, and I think oh mushrooms as well. But oh yeah, then, I like mushrooms. And then I, I put hot sauce on it too. I, I basically hot sauce. I be, anytime I have eggs in any way, shape, or form, there's hot sauce involved now. So, but um. So when you because I know Rachel is vegetarian, are you more? Because I know you eat a little some you eat meat more than she does. Yeah. But I was expecting you to have some kind of meat in there. Are you just not? Are you kind of like trying to steer away from the meat, or was that? No, I don't care. I, I make. Don't I care. Mean, okay. She makes what she makes, and I eat it. And um, <laughs> if she I, cooks it, you're gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like people. I, I said this to her today because my mom, like, I'm going to see her for Mother's Day tomorrow, and she's like, "Do you want me to make some food, or like, is there anything you haven't been able to eat eat lately, or like some meats you don't really eat anymore?" I'm like. Everybody thinks I'm suffering because I'm dating a vegetarian. <laughs> like it's not that big of a change. And also, I have right. my own like I would take microwavable bullcrap meals to work that had chicken and whatever in them. So it's not I'm not making like this chicken. Huge, yeah, exactly that too. I'm not making like this huge sacrifice. But um, yeah, well, I was just wondering if like 
her being a vegetarian has like you're like yeah maybe i don't you know i don't like meat that much anymore or something like that so uh i can live with or without it the only thing is uh, and and part of it is um again how basic i am one of my favorite meals is sloppy joes and mac and cheese but there's a meat substitute that she's been getting that tastes just as good as regular sloppy joe uh like using seitan something uh no i do like seitan but no it's um oh shoot uh it's like morning star is the brand or something like that i forget what i've heard is. of that i've heard of morning star uh, i know what it is yeah yeah yeah. uh but no so i mean there, there's could... alternatives okay. and it's just i've never been that selective i'm there's a couple of things i won't eat in general but i'm not super picky with my food overall right. so has she i don't know if you guys like eat fast food a lot but has she had like tried the impossible whopper or anything like that she hates those they do not taste good and she and it's just it goes right out basically. go so, i could tell to that yeah so growing up I've, I've told this i've said this to chris before but we had like you could get burgers at it was like a daily thing in high school you could just like you had your daily food line you had your snack line or you could just go grab the burger that they had Oh, and it's, yeah. it was a soybean burger patty. Like, it was not a lot of meat in that shit at all. Mm-hmm. When I tasted the Impossible Burger, I felt like I was in high school again. I was like, I don't want this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not. And it's and it's um, it's not a type of burger. That's a brand, Impossible Burger, I think. I oh, believe. okay. But, yeah, no, she can't. Um, she just, it doesn't. I don't know what it is. She's good. also lactose intolerant, so I wonder if that's anything to do uh, with it. But I don't know. But um, the... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, like there's these chicken patties, uh, these meatless chicken patties that taste just like a chicken. chicken. Like, I'm talking like a like a something you'd get at like a cafeteria or some such nonsense. Right, but, right. Um, like that style thing. So it's not really a big deal. Uh, but this is the vegetarian podcast now, sure by the way. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. You Chris know. is like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never been. Um, like uh, we, for some reason, this was brought up today. I don't know what my top three are, but at least my two favorite meals are sloppy joes and then also shrimp pasta. Um, she's mm. never just been a fan of seafood really at all, not even a vegetarian thing. Uh, yeah. So no. there was a I, I've I've told the story before. I always say that, but because I, but when I lived in Memphis, there was a place called they're st- they're still there. They're called Fa Bin. And they had some fried lemongrass tofu that I was like, that sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then my buddy got it one night and I was like, can I try a piece of that? Because it's just like big chunks of tofu. And I, he's like, sure. And I tasted it. I was like, holy shit, this is good. Well, so every time I went there. Like nothing. Tofu is, it may as well just be a tasteless bread. Like it depends yep. on what you do yeah. and add to it. Yeah, that fry like frying it and putting lemongrass like seasonings and stuff on it made yeah. it super super and throw and they threw a little bit of sriracha on it too. It's yeah, that uh, she had sriracha on her omelet. I forget the hot sauce that I use, but um, it goes on everything anyway. Uh, Cholo or whatever it is, it's Cholula. Got little, it's got that little yeah. wood ball. That's uh, Cholula. <laughs> That's okay. yeah. Um, but That's no, I was, delicious. I was talking about also uh, a couple years of college. I went to West Virginia University. And they, at one of the cafeterias, they actually had an omelet bar on only on weekends. So that was every Saturday. And that it was, (laughs) it was amazing for multiple reasons. The main ones being like, if you had just had a fun night the night before, you don't want to do anything, but you need something in your stomach. Um, And it was also just nice to just, 
stare and like zone out while you watch someone make your omelet because you're just like, I want yeah. that and that and that and that. And then yeah. throw it in there and everything. It's like a subway, but with eggs. A little, yeah. So the uh, for our cooks in the Marine Corps, I had a buddy of mine like try to explain to me like their schooling. They only go to school for three weeks and then they hit the fleet. Two and a half weeks is about making the perfect omelet. And I have never had a better omelet than going to a fucking chow hall at any Marine Corps base. Like, their food otherwise is pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. But, but their omelets. Omelets, yo. <laughs> Can I get an omelet for dinner? <laughs> their yeah. omelets are good. Yo, Miramar used to have dinner omelets. It was amazing. But yeah, I caught, I three caught an weeks. episode. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, three weeks of just schooling two and a half is dedicated to the omelet. Everything else is just like, Hey, this is how you keep the temperature for all your meats. This is how you clean the kitchen. This is how, mm -hmm. but omelets. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, uh, I was watching that episode. The game grumps have a side channel called the grumps where they do like a 10 minute power hour. And they were, uh, one of the guy's brother is in the military and they got some, uh, MREs. And they tried the uh, Aaron said it was supposed to be the worst one, which was like the Southwest chicken one. Yeah. And they he ate that and he was just like, oh, because the, the, the tagline that they kept saying was, it's not bad if you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> and like Dan was like, they should put that on the bag. <laughs> nice. Uh, Chris, you put that in the podcast questions. <laughs> That's Whoops! Right. There, there you go. Yeah. Well, delete it and put it in the chat. <laughs> anyway, Scotty, you can move on to your next question. Yeah, that was number one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Number two. Food. Number two. What movie have you seen more than any other movie, or maybe game played more than any other game? And before you say Legend of the Dragoon, it's not. Okay. Definitely not. No. Uh, uh, movie wise, it's really. And it's kind of embarrassing to describe it because it's so fucking stupid. Oh, I think I did. You say the title? You might have glitched out for a second. No, no I didn't did. say okay. the title. Uh, it's so fucking stupid, so cheesy. It's actually a four-part series, and it, it goes on for like six hours. The Omega the... Code. <laughs> Close. Oh shit. <laughs> Close. Uh, it was made in the 70s, and it's called A Thief in the Night. And it is a series of four movies that it's dedicated to uh, the end times and the rapture. It sounds like the Omega Code. <laughs> it's it's Omega Code was based on everything that A Thief in the Night and everything else that they followed through on. I would say... A Thief in the Night is probably the most hardcore post-apocalyptic version of it that I've ever seen. What's your most enjoyable movie you've seen the most? <laughs> uh, I really like The Usual Suspects. Yeah. You like uh, those kind of movies, though, like that, Snatch, yep. stuff like that. Yep. Snatch is another movie that I've, I've seen countless times. I love that movie. There's a good steel book that Best Buy has of Snatch that's like 10 bucks. I need to pick it I up. I think I have it. Yeah. What about, a, I guess, do a game, too, yeah. Do a game? Game that I've played the most of. I've put a lot of fucking hours in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. 
like back in the day trying to get that stupid chow garden bullshit uh i put a lot of hours into that Uh, also guilty gear like any guilty gear game uh i've watched the thing a lot (laughs) i really like that movie the thing's really good uh actually no so i watched the thing a lot there was a time where there was a time where my cousins had access to like a free satellite card that unlocked all the movie channels and i watched i watched akira jay and silent bob strike back and one other movie i can't remember what it was like so many times that I fucking hated those movies. I haven't watched Akira in a long time. Oh, man. But yeah. I would say I've watched The Thing, and most recently, uh, My Name is Dolomite. I've been watching that a lot over and over again. Yeah. That's the rooted. Did you watch it? No, I've I just seen always part talk of it, about it. And you always talk about it. I need to see that movie. because it's, it's fucking funny. It's on Netflix. It's really, really good. Uh, a game that I've played like more than I can think, Mega Man X. I play that like every year, sometimes twice a year. So what um was I gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was there and now it's gone. Uh balls. Would you like to move oh, on? <laughs> I would you like to know more? Um <laughs> the you mentioned the thing. Did you watch uh James Rolfe uh Cinemasker thing about he was talking about uh, yes, the the original, the, the original thing. Yeah, yeah. I because it was it kind of got me. Yeah, I've known about that for so long. I do need to see that original black and white because people don't. Know I know it. I knew about it because of Red Letter Media's review of the thing. They talk oh, about really? that okay. the thing the thing from another world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, John Carpenter did like directly copy the intro like title sequence, which is like how the the thing is cut like the the letters are coming mm-hmm. through like that's exactly how the thing from another world starts yeah but he i mean he did that because he loved that one so much but people yeah. think that that one is the original and stuff but yep. yeah i was gonna say if you haven't seen it you should check that out um, yeah it's really good i guess for myself honestly one movie that i've seen more than there's probably a couple one that comes to mind is actually the angry video game nerd movie um, I've never seen that. It's it's very inspirational just because of what was pulled off and how it was completely fan funded, and uh, he uses literally every type of effect in that movie, like from practical to Ooh. models to uh, uh, animated stuff. Not uh, not animated computer uh, CG stuff. CG. Yeah. Um, That's it's interesting. Really something. It's 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 for fans, and if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, I can't recommend it just to any Joe Schmo, really. Uh, mm-hmm. But probably though, other movies up there would be Ghostbusters, would be the first Turtles, would be um, I can't even think of others, but yeah, there's a couple. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I I don't know why, but my dad thinks I'm the biggest fan of that movie, and I'm really not. But I did watch it's it a, last it's night, fine. and I yeah I would I it's. Maybe it's because it's just a lighthearted good time, but I would argue that that's almost a perfect movie with its pacing and its split, split yeah. up of the characters. How I love Cameron. Yeah, how everything just falls together in it and everything. Um, I I love crazy. the part where where Cameron's imitating. Uh, what is it? He's he's talking to the principal on the phone. Oh yeah. He's yeah, just like, yeah. God damn it, Rudy! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Call me sir. God damn it. <laughs> Call me sir. Um, yeah, 
a game. Uh, geez, easily Sonic Three. Um, probably Sonic Adventure, the first one. Yeah. As well. Um, Very also, expected answers of all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll say another game would be Saturn Bomberman for sure. I used to at one point in my life, before school, I would play a. I would play through one series of the battle mode just me against eight other or seven other ai characters to get I you ready for school <laughs> had no friends and didn't care about what was on tv and just had time to kill in the morning so i'm feel you on that one um number three sonic jam on the sega saturn added a 3d sonic world to run around in where you can view commercials a timeline sound test and even do mini missions uh, this was back before the internet was really, you could actually find all that stuff on there. Um, put your favorite game into a, oh yeah. And also Sonic Jam was Sonic one through Knuckles. Uh, and then that Sonic world thing, put your favorite games into a collection. What extra mode would you add outside of the games? So an example I... would be like, if Corey, you wanted all your Mega Mans into one thing, what would they have along in there that isn't a game, but you can interact and play and do stuff in it, you know? All right, I'll let Chris go. Yeah, sorry. If he, he had some, I didn't know if he had something. So it, it would still be like a game mode or some shit like that. But um, I would like to see, like, if there was like a compilation of Guilty Gear, um, mm -hmm. I would like to see like a full blown 3v3 for each of those games. Um, like a Marvel and style kind of game? They, what's, did they only do 2v2 or something? No, it's they so they do 1v1, but in certain versions of X2, they did a 3 3v3. Hmm. Um, well, you they, had assists and shit like that. They didn't have assists. I would like to see assists, but it, it was more like choose your team and like your first match would be whoever your first pick. Oh, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And then your second match would be like whoever survived the first match against their secondary. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like, I I like I like that. Um, maybe assist. That reminds me. That reminds but... me of Capcom versus SNK. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say that's kind of like rival schools, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, a little, a little bit. bit of rival but schools, but rival schools still had assists. Yeah. Um, um, if anything, I would say it's more like King of Fighters. Yeah. Um, but as far as like extra content and shit like that, apparently there was like a very limited, um. Guilty Gear anime or maybe anime uh, um, music videos, uh, fucking the commercials that they came out with, uh, the lore books that they, there's like a shit ton of lore books for Guilty Gear that came out exclusively in Japan. Mm. And to be able to have like that in a codex would be pretty cool too. I was going to say, I would be like, I want a Mega Man x collection but we already have that and i'd be like i want the anime stuff that went with it but we already have that so oh, really? my dream came true so <laughs> mm -hmm. nice. uh i can't no, i mean i can't no, really think of it no i would like uh, kids collection or anything i mean there wasn't if there was like a snowboard kids anime that went with it that would be cool uh well, i would like could, uh, have like it could be all those games and then you have some other run around well there's only two games world. so Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. He do that. Uh, something to do with Star Fox, maybe, where you could have like a little hub that you could fly around to different ports and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. yeah, watch like uh, some of the commercials or the pro. I, I'm really big lately into like old school like promos for video games and stuff that's like what that. I mean. Like that's the coolest thing in Sonic World is you can go into the theater 
and that was where I saw that was where I learned that the Sonic OVA was two things in Japan and whatever and like you oh, see okay. the Japanese commercial for like Game Gear games that didn't come to America yeah. and 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 stuff like that. Um I think there's like a like a 30 minute or hour long thing like about Star Fox where it's like Sega is like trying to steal Star Fox for so it's something weird I found on the internet hmm. and it's some kind of Star Fox 64 promo or something like that. Just goofy huh. shit like that. A lot of stuff that's just getting lost to the time. Yeah. That you can't find anymore, like old commercials and stuff like that. That's one of the reasons why I love Lauren Sontag's stream is because he has that intro of just shit he's collected over all the years that he mm. remembers growing up with. It's, I mean, that's basically what my stream intro is. I kind of copied him. And I just think that's cool to find. Like, I just recently, I was like, oh, I'm going to get the Mega Man X4 and X5 openings and add that and like all that other stuff. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm just really big into. I guess what would that be like? Pop culture preservation is that what that is? Yeah. Because it's like I, I like music like that. I like video games like that. Old commercials like that. Just I would just wrap it up more into like media preservation. Just like all that cool stuff. Because like, granted, there's a lot of shitty stuff. Like, just that's just how commercials are and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There was some cool stuff that, like, you didn't think like companies would do, and they ended up doing. Like shit you find on PlayStation Underground discs that aren't anywhere else. Yeah, or oh, just yeah. demo discs and shit yeah. like that. Like yeah, demo yeah. discs aren't a thing anymore. No. Um, like, I was gonna say. Well, first I thought Chris was saying I think you should wrap it up. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I, I mean, it sounded funny. I... Um, no, you didn't say that, but it sounded like you were starting to say that almost. But uh, <laughs> you could even do like for Star Fox. What I mean is like you could have like. Oh, and and now you have um, a shmup version of the Star Fox game or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because like, have a little, what, like, yeah. like what Sonic World is, it is it it was it's sad. But like as a kid, this this Sonic World was my Mario 64 for the Saturn because there was no mm -hmm. open uh, run around, do whatever Sonic game on the Saturn. So I played mm -hmm. Sonic World so much because of that. So that's what I mean. Like you could have but that's a different kind of genre. So you could have like a Star Fox shmup or something or like mm -hmm. um, like Guilty Gear. They could have like how rival schools did all those crazy, goofy sports-based minigames. You could maybe do stuff with that with Guilty Gear or something uh, silly. Or could, something that they actually did with Judgment because when Judgment came out, it was actually a beat-em-up. Do like a Guilty Gear beat-em-up in that style. There you go. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure like Isaka has that shit too. Yeah, but Isaka is a bad game. It's real bad. I thought you. I'm pretty sure you've tried to argue with me with some point saying like Isaka's not that bad. I'm like, no, it's bad. Well, compared to like Dust Strikers, no, it's not that bad. And even the whole thing about Isaka is that it's a it's a four player game. But if you're gonna play two player on a four player game and a game like Isaka where you have a dedicated hey turn around button. That was something that I could not fucking understand I when I first played that. it. The, the, the thing is, is like with uh, Isika, uh, not only do you have the, the turnaround button, you have the stupid arrow letting you know, hey, this is the direction that you block in, but there's yeah. two lanes. Yeah. Like you, you jump from the foreground to the background to the foreground, and there'd be times where it's down to the last two players, and I, you'll you'll try to hit them. And you'll realize, oh, wait, they're in the foreground. And then the asshole will just switch when you try to switch as well. 
And it's like the entire match going back and forth. Back. Can and you forth. believe that that was my first Guilty Gear game and I stuck with the franchise? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was wow. the first Guilty Gear game I ever played because it was the first one. we. So I was introduced to Guilty Gear with the Midnight Carnival soundtrack, the live version. Okay. And it was That's really, really, really good. Good. And uh, so we were like, my friend Liz, we were like, hey, we need to find a Guilty Gear game. And we went to a GameStop and we found Isaka and she bought it and we played it and we were like, this is not good. <laughs> but then we like, I think one of us got X2 and we started playing that. I was like, okay, this is better. So I think I could, I can do one better. My first Guilty Gear game was Guilty Gear X before the okay. Game Boy Advance. Ew, I have that. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the Guilty the game, Gear games. The game is awful. I have the GBA awful. one. I have all that. You have stuff. Dust Strikers? I have, yes. I have the DS. I have I the GBA. So I have... That was back when those games were super cheap on eBay. So I bought them. Mm-mm. Fuck that. So, yeah. I'm on eBay right now because I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> Get off um, eBay. <laughs> yeah. See how good your ex is on My eBay. thing, I I would want to see something like that for Bomberman because yeah, there's some Bomberman cool. games that are going to be lost. I feel like that were on old PCs and stuff. Um, and Bomberman Pocket. Yeah, the platformer. <laughs> Pocket Bomberman. That, that one, I think, or something. I just turned on my Retro Freak and went into my Game Boy games, and that was one of the first ones. Was is that the one where Pocket he's like Bomberman. an Indiana Jones type costume on the cover or something? Maybe nope. I, right. you I you that know more than I would. That might be Bomberman GB, um, but because also I want to play the Bomberman Fantasy Race game again, which is a bomber. It was a kart racing game essentially, but mm. Bomberman and you ride on those old dinosaurs or not dinosaurs like kangaroo type dudes. Gotcha. And then you could have like a, a hub world of running around and talking to other Bomberman and basically Sonic World, I guess, seeing like old commercials and stuff, or just maybe having some goofy. You can do that shit with thing. Kirby too, Kirby. Yeah, that would be cool. Kirby had a lot of like uh, a lot of cool commercials. I remember the Kirby Squeak Squad and all that shit. Like Kirby's, <laughs> uh, like they had some really cool commercials, and uh, mm -hmm. they even had Kirby had really cool anime too. So, mm -hmm. in your face or whatever it was, something like that. Yeah. Right back at you. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, Kirby well, back at you. No, it was okay. That's the commercial I remember. It was like Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, and it was like I just remember that. So, nah. what were you gonna say, Chris? Uh, I was gonna ask because you should know this, Scotty. Nah. Um, there's a there's a Bomberman game. Yeah, that I used to play when I was younger, and I think it was for the GBA. But there was also a Pokemon element to it where you would oh. have all your friends, and they would. Fight on your behalf, and you uh, level them up. Yeah, Bomberman tournament. Is that it? I'm pretty sure. Um, because it was one where it did have like creatures you could get and crap. And the crap. And <laughs> let me see here, Bomberman Pokemon type. That might be it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. There you go. That one's not bad, too, that but it was very much more of like an adventure game. You weren't you would get to areas that were like Bomberman levels, but overall it almost felt like a Zelda because you were walking around this giant uh, map. Probably why I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. Though. It's six dollars. That's mine. Fucking grab it. Yeah. 
Um, All right. What's the next question? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, you're good. Number four. Fox has a new show called Celebrity Watch Party, hosted by Rob Lowe. I forgot to add in here. Yes, it is exactly what you think it is. And Masked Singer exists. What show finally made you say, why the fuck do people watch cable? Oh, this happened a long time ago because my parents were uh, Survivor watchers. Yep, I was going to say it was Survivor for me. Survivor and Big Brother are the things that I was like, why the fuck do people watch TV? Rachel loves Big Brother. I'm not a fan TV show. Yeah, I liked the stupid reality TV shows like the surreal life that was on like VH1 and shit with all the celebrities. Like I like the shit that never took itself seriously. Yeah, but like, I don't know, man. A lot of times when I was a kid, if it wasn't cartoons, I've said fuck off with it. Right. I Carly was like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done with this. Yeah, I I like Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh was funny. I didn't grow up with a lot of television. Um, I think like the big thing where I just did not give a shit is twofold. One American Idol. Yeah. My parents, my mother mainly would just watch American Idol whenever it was fucking on. Doesn't matter what anyone else was doing. American Idol is on. So watch it. Just an update on American Idol. I've recently found out because the only reason I liked watching American Idol was in the beginning with all the Mm -hmm. shitty people. And they would basically be like, you can't sing. They don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. They don't do it because they feel like it's demeaning, so they don't do it to people anymore. They don't air the bad ones. Get your consolation prize and show That's where, uh, what was it? Not Wang Chung. What was his name? Uh, (laughs) The first big guy. He's like, she bang, she bang. Ricky Martin? No, this was an Asian guy that was trying to sing that song. William Hung. William Hung, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was bad and for some reason people like that he was so bad that they let him make a cd yep yep that's like a uh jj fish kind of thing but no american idol and then jersey shore like i already had an aversion to anything to come out of new jersey (laughs) and this just solidified it i've I've got a, a weird history with that show. So okay. I agree with you. That show is fucking garbage. But I don't know why, but me and my two friends, we would just, we hated that show, but we would just act like douchebags. We would drive around town just fist bumping out of the car and yelling out, everybody loves drunk Ronnie. <laughs> to the point where people thought we were drunk. But it was three o'clock in the afternoon and we were going to get tacos. <laughs> That's good. That's good. The best part of that show is when Snooki got punched in the face. <laughs> All right. Good for her. Um, yeah, we've been watching Hulu, and you can't get past their commercials. And when I saw Celebrity Watch Party, I was like, what the fuck are people doing? And also Mass Singer. I'm just like, who the fuck cares who's under that mask? Why do you just go fucking do anything with your lives? Yeah. I like the lips. The li- some of the lip syncing battle thing is funny. Like, just because they're funny, not like like the Tom Holland one's really good because he's like dressed up as like Beyonce from like all the single ladies or something like that. And it's funny because the way they act. But to have shows that take that shit seriously, it's like, something. yeah, I don't know. That's uh, you reminded me that still my favorite one is the first one Jimmy Fallon did where he had Paul Rudd on and he did uh, (laughs) that Queen song. Don't stop. Yeah. 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 
Uh, number five. What under the radar game do more people need to play? Would watching a stream be equivalent? What brings this up is tempo. That's what I figured. Uh, more people need to play uh, Tales Adventure. The game is really okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> Very under the radar. Under 6,000 batteries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Game Gear. Why is go to bed. my Discord telling me there's an alert, but there's Are you gonna not? Kiss me? Oh, there it is. Even Scotty though... and it's Scotty and Chris. Why? Why did you stop when I said Scotty's here? <laughs> so, am I a sitcom character now? You are a sitcom character. You, you got to come in like Kramer. <laughs> huh. Chris and Corey. <laughs> oh, you can't try. You don't have the end pass, so don't say what he says. <laughs> oh boy. This is as far as I'm going. <laughs> don't trip over my HDMI cables. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably not going to bed if I have to be up at four. Yeah, sorry. I I think I'm gonna go with Mad World. What was my question? <laughs> no, what did you say? I'm sorry. No, the question was, uh, what game you think is overrated that a lot more people need to play? Oh, and well, not not, not no, not uh, not overrated. Under the radar. People miss I meant to say under the uh, uh, underrated. Um, I'm going to go with Mad World. Yeah, yeah another. Oh, Anarchy one. Range. Yeah, they should play that too. Yeah, right. Oh, I wonder who does that. <laughs> we do's. <laughs> We're the only ones. No, yes. Mad World. Yeah, Mad World definitely. Yeah, I would also say the No More Heroes series. Yeah, I think that's got a pretty big following, like a cult. Yeah. Movie. Don't disagree nah. with me. I have seen the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've been on the internet too long, sir. I've been on, I've been on the internet. I'm hip to the YOLOs. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you're welcome. Lost Kingdom. Lost Kingdom was a series done by From Software. I don't even know Before they started. Well, they... Series. Two games. Okay. Uh, one and two. Um, but Lost Kingdom was uh, a group of games that they made before Demon's... Uh, Demon Souls. Um, pretty good. It's like some fucking magical princess chick. Not really magical princess bullshit. It's really gritty, but she can like summon these creatures to fight on her behalf, and a lot of it is strategy based. So it's it's interesting. Was this on the GameCube? Oh yeah, it was, it was. on the GameCube. Okay. I, I remember it. that cover. I didn't even know there was a second one. Yep. Huh. Says people also searched for Evergrace. I remember that cover too. Um, I had one in my, I had another one in my head, but it's completely gone now. Oh, uh, Rodea the Sky Soldier is pretty good. It, the it got a fucked up release. Um, it was on the 3DS and also the Wii, and then they just in America they released it on the Wii U and the 3DS. The Wii U version has the Wii version, which is way better than the 3ds version it's a weird messed up but it's like it's okay. like the night sequel that never happened so I'm i on that got box talked forever. out of getting this game rodeo the sky soldier yep i got oh. talked out of getting this game why uh people were just trashing it saying i was like oh it's awful it's terrible whatever yeah the 3ds uh, which is the Wii U version in the collection is bad, but the Wii version is actually pretty good. 
Okay, so in my cart right now, I have the Wii U version of Rodeo the Sky Soldier. Do I buy this version no. or not? Hold on, no. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want the Wii version? It needs the Wii to... version came out in Japan, didn't it? Yeah, well, hold on. Does it look it's like $6. that on the front? <laughs> yes. That's You have to make sure it's the one that comes with the Wii version, though. The Wii version is better. Okay. Just plain old Wii. The only thing Wii that we Wii. got in America was Wii U, which has a Wii U and a Wii disc. And the 3DS... The Wii U game is the port of the 3DS. They, they fucked up. Okay. Got it. But it's a good game. You're going to have to waggle, though. I'll forewarn you. I can waggle. All right. That's all I got. You cool. should buy Devil's Third while you're in there, too. Devil's I already Third. Own Jesus it. Christ, if it's not $80 or whatever. Is it still, like, that expensive? What? I don't know. Whoa, calm down. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Devil's Third is, like, super expensive. Whoa! That game's fucking... Yeah, dude. That game's I... fucking terrible. It dude, is awful. That was another thing where I was, like... I think we got one copy in at my store when I was still working there. And I was just, like... Should I buy this? Because it looks like shit. I've heard it's, it's not bad. Good. Yeah, it's not good. It was another one of those low print run things. <clears throat> Let me see this shit. Devil's third. Devil, more like devil's turd. <laughs> I think most people play it on the uh, PC though. Oh, That's it's insane. It's one hundred and eighty-five dollars complete. That's stupid. Dumb. I don't want to. Fucking dumb. It's like a bad. I can't even compare it. Like a bad God of War. Oh really? I thought. It was How a- is the complete price higher than the graded price? <laughs> uh, because not a lot of people are selling the graded uh, price. Oh uh, okay. So the way that like game value now would operate is that it's accumulating the total average or the average within a certain number of days of how many has been put up for sale. Right. So. Gotcha. Well, I think that's all we got. That's almost, uh, I would say, a three and a half hour podcast. (laughs) Beautiful. I'm going to love editing this. Sorry. You say that every week. Mm, No, not not to this extent. But it's fine. Everything is fine. You're welcome for my service. (laughs) Yeah. What are we working on, boys? Uh, well, Megavision's issue nine is out digitally. If you back that cover looks real good. Patreon, yep. yeah, um, it's out digitally. If you backed it that way on Patreon, if you just jumped on the Patreon, then um, because of Patreon's weird, stupid charging system, you won't get the most current issue. But we'll have enough copies that you can get it through the site. Uh, virtual on or oh god, virtual on oratorio tangram is the cover. <laughs> story um chris and i did a cool game versus game thing with the two turtles games from the 16-bit era and uh yeah there's a bunch of other stuff there's a a lot of firsts there's a youtube video that pal did a uh like a flip through of the entire thing yeah yeah yeah. so check Um, that out too so those will be shipping soon we're gonna start work on issue 10 uh and then 
Yeah. And that uh that April O'Neil pinup thing should be in the Patreon backers ones, right? Yes, for yep. those that stuck with us through some other bullshit that happened. Um, we're hoping to one day not have to be on Patreon <laughs> with the magazine. Yeah. Uh, right. Nothing against Patreon because it does good stuff. It helps it helps people out, but it would just it would solve so many problems if we didn't have to rely on that charging system that they have. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's not often we can say the magazine's out, but the latest issue is out. <laughs> so uh, I don't think you guys have hardly ever said it since we've been on board. So yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So that's out now. That's cool. Um, for myself, in terms of streaming, oh yeah, but just go to patreon.com backslash megavisions. Uh, we also release the Sideshow podcast early through there. Most recently, we talked about the Spawn movie. Next movie coming up, I believe, is going to be Demolition Man. Uh, and In light of the new recent announcements. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. And I'll say this now because we want to try to maybe do it. We might start getting into watch parties for the sideshow things that we're going to watch so that people can follow along and take part a little more. Apparently, Um, we were good guinea pigs. So (laughs) I guess. I mean, I haven't been on one yet. So I hear. No, you haven't. (laughs) We're going to stop picking movies that you like, even though it was just one. Yeah. So, but otherwise, you know, streams continue. Um, I might do another 32X game. I have fun with the retro stuff that nobody cares about, so I might just keep streaming those. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be streaming. Uh, I'll be streaming four nights this week. I'm oh, streaming one. No, four <laughs> nights. No, nope, that's what uh, you said. I'm streaming uh, Wonderful 101 Remastered, the uh, the wow. digital version. So the physical, the people that backed the yeah. for the physical versions. Uh, the physical versions have been uh, not po- they've been postponed, delayed. Right. So uh, as an apology, everyone that did that got the physical version. They sent a digital code to everybody. So I'll be playing that. And uh, that game, I already been testing it. And that game's fun. I, I forgot how much fun that game is. It's weird not having a gamepad because oh they my. have incor- they have incorporated your select button to bring up an extra window, uh, which would be the gamepad. Uh, Cool. It's it's interesting. We're gonna see how it plays out. I wonder how the poor uh, way of playing it is the handheld. Do what? I wonder how the he's handheld probably talking about the Switch version mode goes. Oh, yeah, that's that's gonna be. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also streaming Tony Hawk Underground too, since I got that fixed. So we'll be streaming that. And for my night on the Mega Visions uh, Twitch channel, I'm thinking. If we can get some people together, I think it's going to be time to do Bomberman R. Oh, cool. Oh, See yeah, we, we should do, do that. that one. Sure. I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how. I think multiplayer with at least three people should still be fun. There's some sort of Grand Prix mode with that. Yeah. Um, we'll delve into it. We'll figure it all out while we're going into it. And I'm not. I'll say this because the internet just makes everything happen. Uh, since the cover story was Voot, we should try to see about playing virtual on Oriatorio Tangram online somehow. Because I think the network's still up for that. On the Dreamcast, really? No, it's on the 360. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look into that too. That'd be fun. Yeah, okay. yep. Something to think about. Yep. And Chris, you're going to be working. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got a video and I got a review to write. So that's my life. All right. Well, guys, make sure to tune in to our weekly watch parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I believe, I don't know if we have decided what we're going to watch this coming week. I really want to watch Space Cop because I've never seen Space Cop. And uh, Red Lantern Media just Maybe released the, you should watch the behind it first the scenes. Before deciding no, if no, it should be a watch no. Party or not. It should be a watch party just blindly. Okay. That's what it should be. Okay. It's either that or I don't know. We'll have, we'll have made an official announcement. We'll make it a little bit earlier this week. I, it was a little late last week so but yeah tune in for that so that's gonna be fun too cool cool all right well scotty thanks for being on we always thanks love it we me. love the the four hour ones so no problem <laughs> all right everyone y'all take care have a good week Sweet. see you merry christmas you filthy animal and a happy new year